Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey, Brad. What's up, Adam? Oh, dude, you know, just feeling real chill. You look good, you feel good. Oh, and when you look good and you feel good, you pod good. Darn right. And what's the best way that we can pod good? Put Koi CBD in your body. So great. I'm so glad that these guys jumped on as the sponsors. CBD oil is the hottest thing in health right now. You watch the news. Every day there's a new study about how good this stuff is and the benefits of it. We're one press conference away from Trump being like, this is why (laughs) my cheeseburgers (laughs) taste so good. They've got Koi CBD oil in them. CBD, if you don't know what it is, it's not weed. That's a big misconception. It's an yep. oil derived from an industrial hemp plant that has no psychoactive effects. So you get the medical benefits from the hemp plant without getting the high, man. It's a great natural alternative to over-the-counter and pharmaceutical drugs. Now, there's a lot of uh, uses for CBD oil. Absolutely. Uh, creams, uh, tinctures, uh, vapes, gummies, which Koi all provides. I fuck with the gummies every morning because yeah. it starts my day off with a very relaxed, chill, meditative. Uh, I just feel dialed in. There's got to be something in the these gummies that also, you know, gives your brain an extra level of, of uh, coherentness. Is that the word? Well, because you, you probably took it makes a, you make up words. You <laughs> took a gummy before you said that. That's for sure. And I do the same thing, but I have the but I have the oils. I, I just take the CBD yeah. oil. I put it in my tea and then I'm, I'm good to go. For You're the a rest tea guy of the day. Now. Is that is that from being married? I mean, I, I I don't know what it is. I'm a, tea is great though. I'm I'm a tea guy because it makes me feel good. And yeah. CBD oil, koi CBD oil, makes me feel even better. They got all sorts of flavors. They got what are pep, the flavors? They got peppermint. They Ooh. got lemon lime. They got blue raspberry. They got all these all these different things. They are the fruity pebbles of CBD oil. <laughs> People use it too for pain, anxiety, inflammation. My mom uses the uh, koi uh, topical creams for yeah. arthritis, and she straight yep. up told me she's like, I don't hurt like I hurt before. That's a great slogan. And I'm like, that is so on. Honest and real, and that's coming from a Jewish mom. Yeah. And as you said, they don't uh, they don't lie. They don't lie. This stuff works so well. I'm scared to rub the lotion on me because I think it might cure my dwarfism. <laughs> and then what the fuck am I going to joke about? Well, Koi CBD. Uh, all these products are manufactured in the USA with 100 natural CBD oil. Uh, it's the best tasting product on the market, as yep. we've attested to the flavors. We've tried a bunch. People have come to us all the time trying to be like, "Yo, can we sponsor?" We haven't found the one we've liked until now. And uh, they're uh, America's number one trusted CBD brand. All the products are THC, uh, THC free. And uh, it's a family-owned and operated um, uh, company. And uh, if you want to fuck with Koi, which you should, because we do, and we can't uh, talk about how much we love their products enough, uh, the gummies, the tinctures, the creams, uh, the tinctures, the drops. Dude, I put a couple drops in before I go to bed. And it also makes it easier to drink coffee, because coffee gives me a little bit of anxiety. Yep. Now it calms me down. Um, so I love that. If you want it, go to KoiCBD.com right now. Put in promo code about last night, all one word, all caps, for 20% off any retail order from the website. Koi cbd.com promo code about last night for 20 percent off the order start feeling good start living good start looking good start dwarfing good start dwarfing good <laughs> the official uh dwarf uh sponsor koi is the official cbd sponsor of dwarves can i say that i'm pretty sure <laughs> 
You've got proof. I'm, I'm a dwarf. I'll bring it up in the next meeting. <laughs> and now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Tonight, I will be at the Laugh Factory at 745 for an all crowd work show. Come out, Laugh Factory, tonight. And then tomorrow, big show, the Comedy Store main room, 830. And the lineup is stacked. Me, Brian Callen. Joey Diaz, Doug Benson, Kyle Kinane, Rory Scovel. Going to be a killer show. 8.30 Comedy Store Main Room tomorrow night. Tickets at ComedyStore.com. And then this weekend, I'll be back on the road with Dane Cook uh, on Thursday in, uh, no, yeah, Thursday in uh, Pittsburgh at the Rivers Casino. Uh, Friday in Northfield, Ohio at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel. And then Saturday, baby, Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut. Ticket to DaneCook.com. Brad Williams this weekend is going to be in New Jersey at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. Go see Brad Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, no, Sunday he goes to the Stress Factory in, uh, Factory, Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So uh, so go see Brad. He's having a blast out there. Tickets to bradwilliamscomedy.com. Uh, my album, Read the Room, is still available on iTunes and uh, Spotify. Go get that. Um, keep emailing us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. Uh, and tell us why you got the pod, how you got into it, why you love it. Because um, all that uh, free Adam Ray merch is coming your way if you do. Email us, aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. Today's episode is, no joke, one of my favorite episodes we've done in the history of this podcast. I bumped into this guy at the Robot Chicken 10-year anniversary party. Um, He's an NBA, you know, superstar, dude. Uh, Came up uh, in Arizona, where he's from. Uh, uh, Played basketball college in Arizona. Uh, Got drafted uh, by the Rockets, traded to the Nets. Uh, Won a championship with the Cavs and LeBron. He's an NBA journeyman, and... um, He's been a leader, a starter, a role player, a veteran, won a championship with LeBron, um, a dunker for days. Dude, it's Richard Jefferson, baby. The newest member of the ESPN commentating analyst team. You know him from his killer podcast, Road Trippin' with Channing Fry. I met Richard at the Robot Chicken 10-year anniversary party. Couldn't be cooler. And uh, this episode, if you're a Hoops fan, you're going to love. If you're a comedy fan, you're going to love it even more. Uh, it's why Richard, you know, has been crushing it in the uh, media uh, side of hoops post playing. And um, man, we just we got into it. We came up with some catchphrases for him for the uh, for his uh, commentating, uh, you know, world that's about to go down. And so many great NBA stories, dude. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite apps. We've been on an NBA kick recently with Blake Griffin and, and Gary Payton. And I just interviewed Sue Bird today in Seattle, which is going to be dope. That comes out next week. But until then, enjoy the hell out of this episode with Richard Jefferson. Uh, follow him on Instagram at Richard Jefferson, on Twitter at rjeff24. Follow me at Adam Ray Comedy on Twitter and Instagram, Brad at Funny Brad at ALN Podcast. And uh, like I said, email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com, your favorite episodes, how you got into it, and I'll send you some Adam Ray merch, baby. Of course, comment and rate us on the iTunes page. And subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Watch the episodes on YouTube. This one is up today. Uh, go back, watch the Rappaport apps, the Blake Griffin apps. So many good ones coming up. Uh, Adam Devine, Brent Morin, Henry Winkler. Um, uh, uh, Jaleel White's coming back. John Kite's coming back as we uh, reach our way up to 500. The departure of Brad. Uh, we got a lot of special pods coming up. 
So make sure you're subscribed so you can tune in and enjoy all the fun. Now that we got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Richard Jefferson. I'm for fat shaming the right people. <laughs> the right people. That is now? right where we start the <laughs> yeah, pod yeah, yeah. with Jefferson yeah, yeah, yeah. going, yeah, yeah. I'm so, for fat shaming. What? I mean, I, I'll, I'll listen to this. As okay. a former fat kid, I would love to hear about this. Okay, so. Because this is what made me a comedian, fat shaming. Yeah, so look, I'm for fat shaming. Like professional sports, right, is one of the last places that you can, like, fat shame people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so recently, you know, I enjoyed my first year of retirement. Uh, and one of my buddies, it was uh, we played in this uh, volleyball tournament called Six Man, and I was getting a little heavy. I was you know two fifty. Yeah, what's heavy something. for Richard Jefferson? Yeah, uh, two fifty two, two fifty two. But it's like fat. Like I'm not lifting. I'm just like. And fat. also, granted, you're how tall? I'm six seven. Yeah, so two fifty two. Like if I weigh two fifty two, yeah, that's a little different. You, you roll you down the street. <laughs> they would bring back Willy Wonka just because of that. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. yeah. He's you'd like, be the head oh, of Oompa. Yeah, oh, we that. we don't need the blueberry. <laughs> we just roll Brad down the street. Paint, paint, paint his face blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he a blueberry? Is yeah. he fatty Smurf? We're not <laughs> sure. We're not sure. One or the boy, other. Can he be is, both? That's this a fetish. is going to trend really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so my boy, uh, he was really fat, right? Really fat. But he was an athlete. He used to play minor league baseball, like just an athlete growing up. Yeah. So I went up to him. I, I called him and I was like, hey, man, uh, do, you, do you have some time? Like, we need to talk. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? I was like, man, there's just some stuff. Are you alone? And he's like, man, you know, whatever you need, man. What's going on? I was like, you're a fat piece of shit. <laughs> I was like, you're a fat piece of shit. And I was like, you know what? So am I. Like, so am I right now. So here's the bet, right? Mm-hmm. I know, you know, money is not the same. So what we'll do, your 1,000 to my 2,000, and we'll see who can lose the most weight in two months. So it was like, I want to say it was August, you know, 5th. And I was like, October 1st is our weigh-in date. Right. Mm. So who can lose the most weight in two months? Damn. Right. Yeah. And he's like my next door neighbor. I've known him since college. It's like my, it's okay. like a brother of mine. So he didn't take offense to it. He was dying I mean, laughing because he, he was a fat yeah. piece okay. of shit. He was a fat piece of shit. But guess what, dude? It, it takes Sometimes somebody. you have to hear that. Yeah. I, dude, totally. I had a buddy who I had to, uh, you know, nudge to get, go down the sober path. And yeah. some, and I was like, I had this moment where I was like, dude, he's an adult. I'm an adult. Should I really have to, you know, take responsibility? But then I'm like, dude, sometimes you need to hear it. Yeah. And especially yeah. from somebody you respect. So Yeah, and, that's, and that was my guy. And so it was like one of those things where it's like I needed to lose weight. Like if I would have started the basketball season at 253, the yeah. next step. because you Vin could, Baker shit, Yeah, man. because you're traveling, you're eating, you're in green rooms, you're just like sitting around, like you're working crazy hours. So you're going to gain eight to 10 pounds. Yeah. So then all of a sudden next, I'm like pushing 260 and the winter comes and I work in new york so it's a lot harder to like you're not just riding your bike right you're not going outside yeah you're you're just eating and uber eats and just shitty hours so it's like it's a thing where like you don't realize how hard it is for like when you see actors and actresses and until i really started being on sets i'm like Oh, they're just feeding you all day. Yeah, all day. How the fuck do they expect you to be like? And there's just food there. Thin, oh, the craft sur- I can't imagine what craft services. You know, I was telling you we played in the NBA celeb all star game yeah, yeah, last yeah, year, yeah. 
And uh, by the way, great shirt. I'm not oh, trying thanks, to write, but that's yeah, great dude. Like, you know, I feel like <laughs> I'm 37. I feel like I got maybe two more years to wear this. Yeah, yeah. As well, a 40 year old dude in this shirt, <laughs> something about it doesn't add up. Yeah, to I'm me. 39. It looks like you're, you're like you're yeah, like you look like that's you're like 15. the starter. That's like the starter uh, like uh, kit for dude. for like uh, trying to get young. If kids. starter started. <laughs> Like a starter kit. You're like, how long can I wait? Like, reading Rainbow. <laughs> yeah. you're just like, you, had your, you remember this show? Yeah, you don't. You, you I got don't? all the DVDs hey, in my house. You want yeah. a book? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if, if there was a oh, Halloween costume yeah. that said "pedophile oh, starter," oh my kit. god, reading Rainbow. <laughs> lots you know what? Of candy. Fuck you guys. This is one of my favorite shirts, and now it's not. <laughs> Take a look. It's in a book. The Dude, Reading Rainbow. I make the kids sing that. Take a oh look. It's in my pants. You just go along. You you go along with with a little Pied Piper, like just like whistling that Dude, through a flute somewhere lavar burton is just <laughs> yes um so uh nba celebrity La- game, NBA celebrity game. Yeah. so yeah. the snacks they had in the uh even oh. in the back like brett and i were like jesus christ they had like i didn't realize gatorade was like okay, like granola fucking, bars like, you could shoot up like some fucking straight sugar i mean it was yeah but they had bars they had like everything back there so i was like this is the celeb game and like I see like Ray Allen walking by, being like, "I don't eat that shit." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, me neither, Ray. We're, we got the same body, man." But like it was so much even for that. So I can't imagine well, post games. Well, so oh, yeah, post game stuff because you're burning so many calories. But like yeah. mm-hmm. as a retired player, right? Like we were straight, but we were like two hours of practice and like not even just the running, but the physical contact that you're doing right. that burning calories. And and so for me, like I work in New York primarily right doing espn yeah. doing net Brooklyn, you crush net it stuff. by the way dude. thank you yeah well, thank you very that. much but i but think about it like i'm on a plane like six hours so it's like they just sit there here's a meal yeah you like more drinks yeah here's some snacks and you're like you're six hours watching movies and television shows you you're can't just do like, anything yeah you're just like yes give me more food and then I mean, next thing you know you're they, fat yeah <laughs> they should be passing out like dumbbells to people like oh, hey do some curls yeah, while you're just sitting there somebody was like well you know one thing that i've done with my travels i try not to eat on planes that's fucking next to that's impossible six hours dude yeah. the, the food that i prep and bring on an la to new york flight especially like a red eye red did, eye did you say like, you, you say you prep food well like i'll bring a sandwich that that's adorable i don't pre- i don't prep it i mean like i bring it <laughs> i prepare just, to eat it i prepare to prep. eat it adam's in the prep. kitchen adam's in the kitchen with prep. his chef hat prep. and his reading rainbow shirt <laughs> yes. and a kid duct taped in the corner <laughs> and that's what he's doing how dare you his we name's caleb and he's quiet uh what who would you see like obviously Shaq comes to mind as like one of the guys who could just eat anything because he was burning so much stuff and still but like had an appetite. Was there was there certain guys that that burn that many calories but couldn't go to town because their bodies just weren't adding up or? no there's a lot of guys right there's a lot of guys metabolism and, yeah your metabolism and as you get mm-hmm. older you see that and when guys are super young they spend their whole first part of their career trying to bulk up yeah. right you look at what Giannis has done you yeah, look at yeah. what Braun did at the beginning and then next thing you know shrimp, then, yeah yeah Detlef <laughs> shrimp, huge <laughs> right huge. Ben Baker just trying just to like, jack just, Michael like, Cage if you really want to get into it oh yeah we'll go with the all Jerry right. curl we'll <laughs> talk about the curl in a second right but then all of a sudden you you see them get later in their career and then they try and lose weight, yeah. right? Because it's that pounding and you're like, okay, yeah. now I need to slim up. Dwight Howard is like right. as skinny as he's ever been because Crazy. you're trying to get some of that lift back. You're trying to lighten the load on your joints. So it's like you just have this evolution of guys and you see it now because we, we watch it so much for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Guys are super skinny because yeah. they get drafted in 19 right. Then they spend that first part of their career trying to build build weight. Giannis is fucking huge. He's Jack yeah. now, dude. Jack. Adds a whole nother arsenal a whole nother to this arsenal, game, right? But I guarantee you. It's going to slow him down. It, no, no, no. Not slow down because right now he's at his peak. But when he hits 30, 31, he's going to want to like shrink down again, and yeah. slim down again. So it's that, that's just the evolution. So, so 
do we all just have to hire Tom Brady's trainer and then and then, I'm not and we can play forever? Avocado ice cream, fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> like I'm not. Like I'd rather just I'll just accept heart disease. I'm really honest at this point in time, I'm not doing avocado now, ice cream now because you because according to your wikipedia page and i and oh, i shit. and i looked this up like you're not you unretired right that was like i retired when yeah, we won a championship play, we retired i retired when i won a championship that lasted yeah. a good 48 hours sure because they told me they were going to pay me more money to come back and i thought we'd had a ch- i thought we were going to be the best team and we would mm-hmm. win a championship again then fucking kevin durant that stud went to went to golden State. now when that happens dude you guys around the league talk the same way we saw on like the talking head shows where everyone's like Dude, like you joined the guys that you were trying to beat, uh, or you do you see what he's doing? I was not. I'm. Not, I was never a great player. Mm-hmm. I think that's more well, of a conversation. Well, no, talking about. I was well, a very BS. good player. <laughs> okay. I was a very good player. Which, not a great, in the NBA. Yeah, a very good. player. Like I feel I, like I'm a pretty good 24 hour fitness player. And you probably are. Thank you. Right. Uh, but Thank I will you. say this: that's a conversation for the great players to have. Okay. Right? Mm. That are trying like battling each other for legacy, whether it's LeBron or Steph or. Kobe or like that's an MJ like those are the conversations right. for those guys the next level of guys are like well fuck it that's unfair it's like when Ray Allen went to the Miami Heat yeah you're wow. just like I know or yeah, the Celtics yeah even. yeah even the, I was like yeah there's but what yeah, are we gonna do we're, yeah we're just out here battling for a second we're yeah like, that's it you really think that huh well when that happened I knew we had a chance but it was like those guys were so good and Kevin is <sighs> Kevin is so good and, they were good without him man and yeah. it was and I, do you get uh annoyed when you hear the people that are and I just saw you I think it was on the jump go to um what's the guy in the clippers uh big hair um, uh, uh uh montrez yeah and you were oh, like okay. dude and, I, and this is why i love you on the shows and why you're so good a you're just a good conversationalist but you just like shoot people straight and you also can relate to players and uh non-players but you were like dude come on be straight with me when you got Kawhi and pg you were like all right if we don't make it to the finals i think you said it's a wash of a season and he was like i mean you know like it's a it'll, it'd be cool to get there you're like no 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 it's a wash, wash of a season. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, I mean, we, we'll make the playoffs probably. And yeah. you're like, dude, dude, it's, and he was like, yeah, it's fucking, it'll be a bummer. Like it'll be a, <laughs> it won't matter. Well, and, and look, I have no problem with him, you know, as he's still a young player yeah. and he's very, very good. I have no problem with him saying that externally, but mm-hmm. inside that locker room, I know the truth. Like you got a guy like Paul George, one of the most versatile, one Come of the best on. players in the league. And then you got Kawhi, who's a two-time champion, you know, two-time finals MVP. Only going to get better. Only going to get better. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. It's like, Dude, inside that locker room, if you don't win a championship, the, and it doesn't mean that you can get to the finals and you lose a battle, oh, our season was shitty, but mm-hmm. if you guys lose in the second round, if you guys don't make the conference finals and your team is primarily healthy, yeah. that's a failure of a yeah. season. Yeah. And that's not to say that you guys are failures, but you have to recognize your own ceiling first and say, like, every day we're going to practice. Every day I'm going to eat right. Every day we're going to focus because that's our final goal. And if you don't have that focus, then sometimes you fall short and that's how you become you know disappointed but now when you have teams like that is there like like is there everyone on board or are there guys where you got to really like pick them up and be like come on like we have a goal here yes very rarely and Mm -hmm. even and again you look at golden state like like kevin durant you know was having an all-time historic run in the postseason this year yeah injuries is something that can derail your team like i i love toronto i will tip my hat to them they would not have won the championship if clay thompson would have been healthy throughout that's probably a seven game series why do people sleep on clay as being like they don't do they i I don't know not not no one not in the conversations you have no one that we're playing like this (laughs) dude is like clay and Steph and even Kevin there's few players that you can do everything right and they still make a shot 
Yeah. Like that's that's frustrating. Because what? Just this because it's just it's that it quick, it's that good. Yeah. It's not even reps. Like it's just a natural ability to do things that no one else can do. And they just all happen to be on the same team. I mean, he had a was it a knee injury before he tore uh his ankle. A, Ankle, ankle. I think that he, he was playing with when he scored thirty-one before, right? Yeah, and then and then he tore his ACL, and he and he thought he was fine. He just thought like it hurt. He right. tried to come back and play, and then he after hit, like the, two free throws, yeah, and he was and like, then, yeah, nope, no, 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 this is not. And then all of a sudden, you got lucky with injuries in your career, right? To kind of uh, I, I was stay very away. fortunate. I was very, that's very a big fortunate. part of it, right? Huge part of it, and that's the thing. It's like, yo, you don't ever want to crit. It's like Boogie Cousins, yeah. you know. And Oof. we're gonna talk about on the court. Yeah, what he's dealing mm-hmm. with on the court, that's tough. Isaiah Thomas, like lots of guys. <sighs> Yao Ming, look at the history of sports. Dude, Brandon Roy, Brandon Roy, Seattle boy, sure. yeah, that one. I mean, like, there are so many cases of, of that. Yeah, that Greg Golden. Yeah, oh my god, right? and you like, can't you, avoid it, can you? No, no. You can train and prep. There's one one thing about being a professional athlete is whether it's in baseball, where it's the you know 160 games, basketball. Right. You, it's the ability yeah. to handle what being a professional means. If Brandon Roy had 30 game seasons, he would have played. 15 years but the fact mm. that you got to play 82 games and then the playoffs him so many minutes right yeah Yeah. but but think about having dame lillard he's eaten up every one of those minutes every night taking his team to the postseason and there's not a disrespect to brandon it's not anything that it's his fault but dame lillard is better equipped to handle that than brandon roy yeah and brandon roy was special yeah so like so like when you when are there teams out there that know the guys are like okay you cannot play eight you cannot play 82 so we're gonna like we're gonna curtail your minutes like I like I know pop does that a lot yeah. of like back-to-back nights where he doesn't want his stars playing in that second game because he wants to keep them fresh for the playoffs like is that like, like like is that a real thing yeah that's a real thing from the standpoint of like guys it's like you might have some guys that have had injury things right mm-hmm. and even Chris Paul like Chris Paul how many years have we seen him get hurt at the end Long of the time. season yeah. Yeah. and this is a man and one thing that people don't understand especially in the postseason when you see reoccurring injuries you never go as hard as you possibly can until that moment in the postseason, right? right? You'll go, every player might go 80%, might go 85, depending on the game. But once you season, get to the postseason, yeah. it is 100%, 100% of the time. Yeah. And so then that's when you start to <clears> see the hamstrings. The that's why they're the best. The best you see the hamstrings, you see all these things popping up. And it's just, it's, you try and conserve guys because you don't want to push them, but it's still when you get into that deep, deep fire, like in the postseason, that's when you see it. It's also kind of an interesting thing to do that because you're, I guess, training your body to almost go at 80%. And then when you ramp it up, expecting your body just to catch up, right? And like not have muscles flare up. Well, that's what we're talking about fat shaming because it's like, yo, (laughs) if you're carrying an extra eight pounds, it might not kill you in December. It might not kill you in January. But when you're going against somebody that is in peak physical condition, and you're having to play 40 minutes chasing them around, eventually you can't hit a shot. Yeah. Your legs are exhausted because they're ha- – so it's like that that 10, 12 pounds, that 8 pounds, like that stuff catches up to you, so you're allowed to fat shame people. I mean, and my boy Sean Kemp uh, well, was able to play still at almost 300 for a couple years, which was crazy. When he was on Portland and still hitting jumpers and still getting in the lane, I was like, dude, you see how you're doing it at this size? drop maybe 30 to 40 and like to still be doing it that shows you how crazy of an athlete he was he was amazing i think that's the one thing that's probably keeping him out of the hall of fame right mm-hmm. had he because even two more dope years two I more think dope he'd get, years right? he'd be a hall of famer because he was like the first yeah, high school kid know, he yeah. was a rain yeah, man. what'd you think of he, him seeing coming uh coming out dog like sean Kemp. Like, so my favorite dunkers my favorite dunkers until vince came along before because we were 
I was still in college, so yeah. I was like Vince, and then we became teammates. It was Dominique Wilkins sure. and Sean Kemp. Like yeah. that long windmill. Like I did windmills basically because I loved Sean Kemp That's and I loved so Dominique. Like, those, those are my dude. two favorite guys. Those are those are dunkers that it, it just seems like if they pulled some dunks in a game, like it would demoralize the other oh, team. Yes. Like, oh, like just, oh, Stuff well, that you would do in a dunk contest yes, and yes. practice, they were doing... And MJ, you don't disrespect MJ. Yeah. MJ is well, MJ. Yeah. Go, yeah, so. He's MJ, but MJ was like dunking on people, the fadeaway. Like Dominique and Sean Kemp were just physical specimens yeah. that were like trying to break the rim <laughs> yeah, and yeah. anyone in its way, Yeah, right? And so like, I don't think MJ was like that. MJ was like, I want to go take down the big fella. Yeah. I have some sexy shit that no one else can do. Yeah. That's yeah. MJ. Dominique and Rain Man were trying to obliterate <laughs> yeah. everything. They're now, trying to make posters. Yeah. They're Kids trying rooms. to make posters. That I would there, end up eventually kidnap. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, there, is, is there something to that to where, like, because we had uh, Blake Griffin on the podcast, and yeah. obviously he's a big dunker. Blake like, is one of them. Can those dunks, if you're on the other end of that, can it, can that just kind of shut you down for a few minutes? Uh, well, yes. Like, I, I'll say this. More timeouts are called after dunks than mm -hmm. anything else. Because a dunk is a complete break in your defense, right? Yeah. It's not a layup. It's not a floater. It's like it's like a guy just went through the the, the most the crucial part <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the game. We're trying to stop him from there. He went in there and right. just it wasn't like he got he obliterated. Like yes, which you is call great for the out. fans because you get the instant replay. But for the player, it's like now you have more time to sit on the bench and kind of wipe oh, the nut sweat and, off and, your and face. And guys start doing this, like you start hitting your. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, dude. you start hitting your guy. Yeah, yeah. Now, in, especially because I came in, it was like pre-social media. Now, guys, if you get a dunk in the first quarter, for, yeah. like the guy's going to halftime, I'm like, yo, yo, look at this, like, like showing, oh, like, yeah, yeah, guys are looking at how the highlights is, and everyone's looking at this stuff at halftime, being like, oh, like, yo, look at this, look at this. This is what we're doing before the coaches come in. Like, that can hurt. Yeah. That can hurt and help your image, yeah. yeah oh yeah. Some but, of that stuff can go viral. I mean, it's not like it's, it's you're but, not gonna lose a contract because of dunk. No, because it's it, what you know. The crazy thing now is it, it's everything is viral now, mm -hmm. right? Like a dunk now or a crossover is viral. It's always going to because it's like it'll go house of highlights, house of hoops, sure, you know, ESPN, yeah. Bleacher Report. All of these things go down, and then the new Shaq cycle change. And then the new cycle will change the next day, right? Yeah. And then I was like, it'll be another dunk and another side. Which, by the way, is a I think a, uh, an incredible advantage that uh, the NBA has like welcomed and embraced, right? Yeah. I mean, the fact that like we don't Ronnie, fight people for footage. What's that? We don't. They don't fight people for footage. No, dude. No. But like Ronnie Two K having him on, and, and he was talking about that with the game, even and the and the players tweeting things out and talking about the game. I was like, social media and hoops have really like found a an incredible relationship. So I was on... And you're a fucking great example of that. I was on the team where Charlie Villanueva was the first person to tweet in the middle of a game. No so he way. had a bad first half. He had a bad yeah. first half and he tweeted. Now again, no one really knew who Twitter was. Like it, Twitter was like, it was there, but it was yeah. still, again, this was in 08, maybe 09. Okay. Right? So he tweets like, hey, tough first game, got to pick it up in the second half. Because that was like, okay, yeah. you just tweet things, right? Yeah. Whatever characters. Yeah. NBA and he goes out has a great second half and then it goes everywhere ESPN is like yo Charlie Villanueva tweeted at halftime and then the NBA came up with a new mm. rules and everyone was like what's what's Twitter and then Twitter was like Psh. because it was like Damn. oh that was and I'm not saying that's why Twitter became successful yeah, by any sure. means I'm just saying this brought it to a consciousness that that had it, it hadn't reached yet and then it started to blow up and then because the NBA made rules about social media saying you can't tweet up to 30 minutes 
after a game and stuff like that. So once you start making rules about it, then it started to kind of snowball. Man, and and it's interesting because I was going through going through your social media uh, when we were prepping for this interview, and yeah, look at you doing the work, of course. And but like I see like Kevin Love, like commenting on your shit, and like you see the other NBA players. So like you guys are. You guys are in that network. You guys are definitely looking at it, lo- like looking at each other's stuff. And I look at it just to talk shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when I, because I troll in like random ways, and so I, I have to be very careful. So I will admit, like, as much as I've been active, I, I didn't join Instagram till about a year ago. Yeah. I didn't join Twitter till like just p- this past April. And well, that's all fine. Of- OJ just joined Twitter, yeah, so we- you're not. You, know. <laughs> you and him. <laughs> uh, everyone's so, late to the game yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The juice. Uh, so no so it's like I, you know i'm still learning how yeah. to do it but i do enjoy like because my teammates know my personality and so mm-hmm. like when i when they post something and i talk shit like it makes them laugh yes it's public but it's like it's more just to fuck with my boys how yeah. important is yeah. it to being not only uh in the nba but now obviously with the podcast road tripping yeah which, uh, as I was telling you, man, one of my favorite pods. Oh, the thank shit. You, thank you. And I also feel like you, you and def- Channing Fry. Yeah, man, yeah. you guys, I feel like, have definitely pioneered. I mean, you tell me which ones came before and after, but I feel like. Nothing. Nothing, nothing right? Before, nothing when I saw it, I was like, oh, and I was like, why hasn't this happened we were the 30 first. years ago? We were the first. Yeah. We were the first. And, and it was, again, it, it's all timing. And I wanted to start it. And I can't. Channing Fry was supposed to be the first guest. Like, you know, we grew up. That's my that's one of my closest friends. Yeah. We grew up together. And that Allie, AZ squad was, yeah, I mean, yeah. the two also. Yeah, it was we'll amazing. Talk about, yeah. And then Allie Clifton, I was like, hey, let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. She got permission from Fox Sports. Then I was like, Channing, Channing can be our guest. Channing can be good. So Channing comes on. We do like one like practice one. We're shitty at it. You know, it yeah, takes sure. a while to of get course. your rhythm. Get then, reps. The, then the very next time we're in our trainer's room and uh, Kyrie comes knocking on the Because the, the trainer's room have a bigger room because that's where guys get treatment. Yeah, sure. Kyrie comes knocking on the door. Say, hey, what are you guys doing? I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just came to get some Advil. What are you doing? I was like, oh, we're recording podcasts. He's like, all right, I'll sit in. And we were like, all right. You hadn't fucking. even thought of that as an option, huh? Well, it yeah. was, was the first one. Yeah. It was like the first or second one. Yeah. So we were like, well, we were going to ease our teammates into it. We wanted to be like, hey, you want to be a guest? And so once Kyrie sat down and it was fun. Wait, was that the pod where he went flat earther? That was a couple pods later he went flat <laughs> okay, earther. Okay, yeah, okay. That was, that was po- I, I, honestly, it was probably like two or three podcasts later. And then, <laughs> and then a, again, it was very similar to the Twitter, yeah. right? Where it was like local people kind of knew. But once that flat earth shit, it just blew it yeah, up. Yeah. People were like, what the fuck yeah. is road tripping? <laughs> Are these guys really saying this shit on Well, on dude, air? it gave fans like this amazing insight into you guys hanging out and talking like people yeah. and not seeing you in post or pre-interviews. Mm-hmm. And you have yeah. people, you and Channing, that like, are able to bring the best out of people and that everybody like clearly and that's what i wanted to ask too like i don't feel like everyone is as um personable and as easygoing as like you and gp and blake and able to like be comfortable in their own skin and do this type of stuff yeah. right is it kind of i mean what percentage of the guys well, you feel I, like? I think i think one of the okay so channing and i like i wanted to do media stuff right always like, so, yeah all, not always but i kind of lean towards it i avoided social media because I, I have random thoughts and so I try and keep everything to myself. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I avoided social media, but I was like, oh, this is a good way to get some reps. If I wanna, cause I'm gonna be retiring soon. We started it in my 15th season. So I was like, I'm gonna be retiring soon. This will be a cool way to get some easy reps and I can interview my guys. Yeah. But I think when you get players sitting down talking to each other, they're-, they're No cameras. W- it, no cameras and anything. It takes them, they're, it, they makes them so much more relaxed. So yeah. you get content that you wouldn't get. And everything on ESPN, you can do a, a Sunday 
Sunday conversation with somebody, you're not finding out their five favorite cereal. You're not going on these random stories right. that you would never, ever yeah, get. Dude. So it was something that yeah. we kind of, I don't want to say stumbled on, but we've quickly found out that like fans were like hungry for well, it. Well, because we're tired of the post-game press conferences and like both teams I, I, played hard. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Also, you're not going to tell a reporter, you're going to tell Mark Stein what really happens on the banana boat, you know? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and, and it was cool because we did a lot of different things. Like, we recorded on a plane. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. were the first ones. Yeah, to, like great. We, like, played Boston, flying to Atlanta, and we're like, so, tonight's game, you sucked in the third quarter. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Dude, and it was yeah. like, yeah. And it was like, people were like, and we're like, hey, guys, sorry for the audio. We're on a plane. And it was like, yo, even to this day, I don't think that that's ever been done. No. We had to cut it because our training staff, because, like, we were in their kind of cubby area because yeah. I had an open table and they're like listen idiots like this is the only time for us to sleep and it <laughs> yeah, was so we yeah. did it like three or four times and we had to kill it sure. but it was like you know we had five or six guys I remember one podcast where we were just passing the mic and it was Tristan JR Braun and yeah, Kyrie dude. everyone just back there telling stories and it was like an inside look and then now you see so many podcasts Come on, you know? JJ. jj well jj was the first i'll okay. say jj was the first well yours are the first i knew about but so. jj what he did is because i kind of like his was like a radio interview so yeah. he would get a person and sit down yeah but it wasn't in season he right. only did it during the off That's season right. and that was kind of like his thing and he was very like one-on-one ours was like this is the Cleveland Cavaliers. You guys ready for a ride? Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, so it was fun. It was like it, a it, podcast version of Hard Knocks almost. Yeah, it was. It really was. Once it you was, got Braun on too, I mean, for me, it was like, sure, obviously the Kyrie one, but I was like, are you fucking, I saw it in the uh, title and the yeah. feed. I was like, no way. Yeah. Because he's also so careful and so calculated with everything that he does. You know, because he's under that microscope. Yeah, yeah. So to have him just sit down on the plane and be like, sure. Yeah, whatever. And what the are we cool thing about? that we do and we've always offered and we said like, hey, we want real content, not clickbait, right? Yeah. And that's something that I, a lot of players never get that opportunity to sit down. So there's been many of things that we edited out, right? <laughs> mm. Kyrie, we edited stuff out. Braun, yeah. we've edited stuff out. We'd send it to them and be like, hey, this is, this is what it is. Like, is there any part that you want to edit? And we, so we, and we know like, hey, we'll edit that out. So you guys can cuss. Yeah. You can say the N word. You can say anything that you want. Sure. And we'll cuss. We'll, we'll edit it out. We'll bleep it out so that the content there is authentic and real, but you don't have to stress about it. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Like there's been, trust me, if unedited <laughs> shit was that. put out there, <laughs> oh. Oh, that would, cause that, we also know that that would be the end of our teammates yeah, talking to us. Cause yeah, they were like, yo, no, I'm not, last time I sat with you, man, like, nah, man, yeah. I, I had to answer questions for two months. That's not yeah, what you want. Yeah, yeah. So can you I, just call it the J.R. Smith rule? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I promise you, I, I would say this it, in order of people yeah. that we had to edit. Sure. It was probably Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Timmy Dunk. <laughs> no, Timmy was great. He's got a disdain for the Jews, I, I, apparently. I, I stand, I stand that was by. That my favorite episodes of that all was time my of any hardest, That was my hardest get. And my, we got Man. off the plane. We got off the plane and went into a separate car and drove to the to the Spurs practice facility because Tim gave us like an hour window. And it was like, if we go to the hotel and then come and like, like and Tim is a good, a good, good friend of mine. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. yo, guys, Tim Dunn. And people, I remember seeing on Twitter, people were like, this is not a drill. Tim Duncan is on the road <laughs> trip podcast. Talk. He's going to talk. And so good, He's so dude. fucking funny. Like, after that episode, I was like, oh, is this the start of the Tim Duncan Dun- spinoff Dun- podcast? He's so funny. Right? And that's something that, and you that's and Blake where, said the same thing about him. And, and he's fucking hilarious. Such a dick. He is <laughs> such a dick. And, like, I take it well, yeah. right, in the sense of, not dicks, but I take it well in the <laughs> sense of, like, I take it no when judgment. people talk shit <laughs> and when people, like, 
like 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 I can like you can fire at me. And yeah. so like he loved that because we used to go back and forth and sure. sit next to each other. Correct. And Tim's one of those people that if you talk to him about anything other than basketball, he's excited. Cards, video games, cool. like like comic books. He yeah. his lights up. Talking about basketball, he's like. Yeah, well, you know, well, you know, it's good. I, I had a good career, and you're like, "Fuck off, dude." Yeah, yeah right? that's yeah. what he does all the time. I mean, I have does. to imagine, but I mean, do you, and how do most players? Because you know, even when I met you at the Robot Chicken Party, and uh, which that was dope, by the way. That right? was so awesome. Wasn't that dope? I was, I was literally telling my wife. So Devin Harris was there. Uh, oh, dope. Uh, Devin Harris was there. Uh, we met up. So both of us know Seth Green really well. Cool, right? Mm -hmm. And so like Seth, I met in. Oh, four in New York. We used to play ping pong in my house, and we've just yes. been we've yes. just been friends for for years. Uh, and Is so, that like a remake of My Giant. Is yeah, I don't know what it was. Between, between you and I, Seth I, Green, I, I remember. I'll never forget. Like uh, somebody came, and I was in like the back room, and they were like. Is Seth Green in your apartment playing ping pong, <laughs> yeah, talking yeah. shit to people? And I was like, oh, Seth's here. Cool. Yeah. Tell him I'll be out in a minute. Yeah. Right. And I was like, <laughs> but he just, you guys know Seth. He's been on the pod. Yeah. He's, he's the best. The most awkwardly nice individual totally. yeah. in, that I've maybe have ever met in my yeah. life. Yeah. And so, you know, when I got this invite, whatever, but. Uh, my wife and Devin were talking and I'm like telling them to shut the fuck up because I'm so locked in oh, yeah. at everything. It was cool. Yeah, right? It was so, so cool and I was so happy for them 10 years and you know to be doing what they were doing like even when we got out and they had the shirts right yeah. I was like babe do you want a shirt? She's like no I'm fine I was like yeah we'll take two XL she wants an XL <laughs> yeah, yeah. she wants an XL. By the way one of those actresses on stage nearly decapitated my wife with that damn yeah. t-shirt oh, it, it was no it was no joke yeah, yeah like those cannons. She was like pointing it down and what like is shirt this was, the it? was it the shirt that they gave away well they we didn't get it because my wife was too busy ducking yeah, and it's yeah. so, like the person behind us got it today's episode of the about last night podcast is brought to you by koi cbd oh cbd oil baby feeling relaxed just hearing me talk about it aren't you if you don't know what cbd oil is don't feel like a dumb dumb adam's here to tell you cbd is an oil derived from industrial hemp and has no psychoactive effects man so you can get the medical benefits Okay, from the hemp plant without getting high. There's no weed. You're not going to get paranoid. It's a great natural alternative to over-the-counter and pharmaceutical drugs. People use CBD oil uh, for pain, depression, anxiety, stress, inflammation. Uh, new benefits are being discovered for CBD oil all the time. My mom uses the topical cream from Koi CBD. And uh, it's helped immensely, uh, which is big time because she's been having a, a tough time with arthritis and finding uh, a solution. And Koi CBD is stepping up to the plate with their topical creams. They've got uh, uh, tincture uh, droplets, uh, vape pens, edibles, pet products for your uh, for your dogs and cats to ch to chill out. Come on, it's a stressful life being a cat and a dog. You want to chill out? Get some Koi CBD treats. They got topical products and more. All their products are manufactured in the USA with 100% natural CBD oil. It's a family-owned and operated company, and it truly is the best-tasting CBD products on the market. I feel like left and right, uh, people are approaching me after shows, uh, just being in the comedy business, because comedy and and uh, you know CBD kind of go hand in hand. Uh, it's great stress reliever for our world. Uh, the Koi CBD gummies, I fuck with daily because uh, it puts me in a zen state before I start my day and at night kind of relaxes me and, and helps me sleep better, quite honestly. It's America's number one trusted CBD brand. All the Koi CBD products are THC free uh, and there's a guaranteed purity, safety, and consistency level in all of their products. They're the best tasting CBD products on the market. Again, I've tried so many. Um, the amount of people that have you know been like, try these pens, we got these flavors and these, you know, it, 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 you can put, it's strawberry 
big rupee of foot. It's like, shut, shut up, man. No, I'm going with Koi CBD because they got the most shit and the best tasting shit. And quite honestly, um, it's made me feel the best at any of the products I've tried. And that's why they're America's number one trusted CBD brand. So if you want to get your stress relief on, your relaxation going, and start living a better, healthier life, get rid of that depression, anxiety, stress, and just start feeling better, then, uh, then, then get hooked up with Koi CBD, okay? Head on over right now to KoiCBD.com. That's K-O-I-C-B-D.com and enter promo code about last night for 20% off any retail order from the website. That's Koi, K-O-I-C-B-D.com, uh, promo code about last night for 20% off any retail order from the website. Gummies, tinctures, pens, creams, they got it all. I'm telling you, they're the shit. And, uh, and Brad and I couldn't love them more. Who knows? They might fucking make Brad grow, which would ruin his act, but, but uh, would help him reach the Cocoa Puffs on the top shelf. Is that uh, one of the shows? <laughs> and like, what do, uh, like when you guys are on the road and stuff, are there, is there time? Blake was telling us, like once the season starts, because, you know, we're talking about having an off season and what yeah. do you do and how do you, he's like, I'm trying to, you know, find ways to enjoy the summer more because yeah. the season starts and it's so regimented about what you eat, what you do, free time. Uh, right. So like, are there shows and movies or on planes? How do you? Yeah, so for me, I try not to watch movies during the summer, right? I try not to mm. watch movies during the summer because I know I'm gonna be sitting on a plane. So I like, I'll watch shows, I'll watch movies <laughs> that, 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 that might've come out, unless it's like, one that I gotta go see, like a, right. a John Wick, a, yeah, one sure, of the sure. one of the Marvel movies. Like if it's, it's something that's Air Bud twenty seven, yeah. like yeah, you know, yeah. like Space Jam four, like those yeah. are the ones that you Man, gotta yeah. go see. But for the most part, I try not to watch any of that stuff. I'll I'll wait till shows have like like all almost all the way done. Like I just the first episode of Game of Thrones I watched in real time was the finale. <laughs> was the finale first yeah. one so like yeah. i saw in the last like two years i caught up on game of thrones there you go for, and then like the last season i watched like the week before and then first episode real time what a was good the way finale. to do it how it's was a good it way. it was awesome it was yeah. all, and i'm well, don't I was, spoil it i'm gonna watch it in 10 yeah years. yeah i wasn't i'm not a game of throner i'm not one of those people that every sunday was waiting on it sure. so like for me i was like yeah that's a cool ending yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I could, but everybody else was just like yeah. i think yeah. i heard was it you and d wade and um uh, and Chain talking about American Vandal or was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like everybody has their own thing and a lot of times guys will just kind of talk and like I, there's a lot of things that like I haven't seen. Like I haven't seen the final season of Breaking Bad. I know. I've watched I haven't it. Seen I, haven't it I haven't seen it's good. Yeah. I haven't seen the final <laughs> season of Mad Men. Those are like my two Damn. ones, right? And like so two, two great I just shows ever. get to places and then I just sure. like, all right, season's over, and then I stop, and then the next season I'll end up starting something else. Right. And uh, also so many bus trips and now with everything on the phone, right? There's probably like it, it I mean, how much on the bus is it like do you want to chum it up and shoot the shit versus like, yo, I'm going to lock in on my phone. It like depends. A, it depends hmm. if you're landing someplace and you're trying to go out. It depends yeah. on what city you're going to. It depends on what time you're getting. In. If it's one of those like 3 a.m. flights where, or one, where you land at three, people are on the bus just kind of like in their own world. Yeah, just right. get us to the hotel. Get me to our room. What time's breakfast in the morning? But we have so much that. And that's why we started road tripping because like people don't understand. Like, and even for, as, a, as a young kid and as a rookie, this is what happens, right? And I know you guys have probably heard the story, but for the people at home, uh, this is what happens. You land. Let's say you're playing, you're the Lakers and you fly to Portland. Mm -hmm. you, you might have practice in the morning. You get on the plane at 12. You land up there at 3. And they say, we'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. So you got 
Fuck. The whole night. The whole night. Just do Is whatever. It, what it, well, you can play video games. You can go to dinner. You can go see your family. You can go see friends. You can do whatever. 10 a.m., that's it. So at 10 a.m., you have shoot around, right? Yeah. You go to shoot around. You go to practice. And a lot of teams have kind of gotten rid of shoot around because of mm -hmm. load management. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. And that's not, a lead, that's not a sexual statement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And then... <laughs> What they what they what they did? I actually stole Please that joke. A I, joke. I stole that joke from Katie Nolan. Katie Nolan always ah, late. Go. go check nice, it out, dude. Love you, yeah, Katie. She's a beast. Yeah. So uh, I stole that joke. It just aired. <laughs> uh, but no. So then, like, so you have shoot around at ten. But let's say shoot around goes to eleven thirty. Yeah. They're like, all right, guys, buses at five. I got five more hours. You got five whatever. more hours. That, 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 that's yeah. it. And then you play a game. And then the next day, let's say you might have an off day. The next day, let's say you fly to Oklahoma City. Or let's say let's pick a better city. Ooh. Let's say you fly to. <laughs> let's say you fly to Charlotte. Sh that's a shitty city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's say you fly Miami. No, you gotta go shorter flight. Oh, okay. You gotta go shorter oh, okay. flight. You're San Francisco. Let's right, say you go, go from Portland to San Francisco. Yeah, that's yeah. a normal trip. Yeah. There you go. So you're Warriors. San Francisco, right? And it could be an off day. So you'll fly after the game. You'll get in at like one o'clock, and they'll be like, guys, um, tomorrow off. Practice for the bus at 10 a.m. the next day. And it's like, wow. yeah, you got a good. Is there a curfew? No, no, no curfew, wow. no nothing. Yeah, but so now it's out. professional sports. So like your your money and your job is all like all based off of like your performance. So if you're raging all night, your performance isn't going to be well. Right. It will be your paychecks. So so during that time, are like guys trying to like hit hit up the gym? Are those guys are doing different things? Yeah. Guys are working out in the morning, working out, doing little things. Like you don't you, again. We're still professionals, but sure. like professionals also like to push limits on both ends. Come on, of the man. candle, dude. Uh, MJ classically uh, in that Dream Team documentary was like. I mean, just going oh, balls to the wall, dude, and, Dream and Team, still crushing and it. And Dream Team yeah. is different because they were just obliterated. Yeah, and they, was, and they knew they, they were all good. There, like, there was like there was no team to this day as greatest right. team ever assembled. Mike was yeah. probably going at forty five percent and still dominating. He did right? not care. He yeah. did not care. And it was like this is the thing about like USA basketball that that struggled because of the Dream Team. Right. And this is one thing that people don't understand about the game of basketball. Let's say 500 million more people play basketball today mm -hmm. than they did. Right. Like right. in, in the in 92. Right. Because sure. the game is bigger in China. It's bigger in Brazil. It's like I'm saying it's grown in all these places. It's right. more of a global game. Yeah. And that's what that 92 dream team did. So now when you're talking about being the best player in the world now, there's mm. a lot more people that play the game. Yeah. And in. 20 years there's going to be a lot more people that play in the game so it's like the pool keeps getting bigger when you're talking about being the best player and that's something that the dream team started how do you how do you guys stop from laughing when someone tweets at you like dude the professor from n1 could totally take you guys in the league <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like do you guys do you guys just no, like <laughs> you don't people need to understand too like anywhere you walk like people yeah. might not even say anything to you like man i could dunk on you and it's like yeah, that's, yeah, just, yeah. that's just part of it and i like sure. again i avoided social media for a long time but a lot of guys you know there are a lot of players that are famously known for just going back at people and did, yeah and it's just everyone's different everyone's got a different kind of temperament right? yeah and it's like you know there's pit bulls and then there's bulldogs <laughs> Right, yeah, they're, they're yeah, pit bulls dude. and then bulldogs. Some of like my some favorite are... clips were like of Brian Scalabrini <laughs> showing up to the playground and fucking owning all the street oh, ball players. Yeah. People don't know. Like, yeah, this is one thing that I, I, I've always said: you don't know how good you have to be right. just to suck in the NBA. 
Yeah. Right. Just to suck. Just to be like, yo, he like people were like Andy Dalton. No disrespect. He had yeah. a rough night last night on Monday yeah. Night Football. Yeah. Sure. Do you know if Andy Dalton were to go into college right now, he would <laughs> oh. win the Heisman Trophy? Yeah. yeah. Right. Like that's how good owned, Andy just, Dalton is. Right. Be owning people. He would yeah. be owning people. But you don't. People don't understand how good you have to be. So if you were to put a Brian Scalabrini, if yeah. you were to put anybody and just go, hey, we're gonna go put you in a men's league, they'd be one of the best players. And 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 people don't. And, professionalism also means showing up being a good teammate like mm-hmm. guys will last so much longer in the league if they just do all the things that they need to do that's part of being a professional it's not just yeah. your skill set well well because like like you later in your career when like you were brought to the Cavs and stuff like that like yes you would contribute but all the talking heads were like like he's a locker room guy yes now yes. is that is that something that you built throughout your career was that a plan or and is, is that something that's truly legit that a, that a team it's needs? so important chemistry okay. is so so important and you hear it all the time when these teams have guys that change for me and, and Channing Fry, James Jones it wasn't just me on that Cavs team but a lot of it it has to do with hey look it's not just accepting your role it's accepting mm. your role with enthusiasm right like that is a big big thing like a lot of people are like all right fine i'll come off the bench right, right. that's one or it's like all right i'll come off the bench this is what i'm going to do for you guys like because i yeah. care and i've bought in like you said the exact same thing but you did it in a different way yeah. and i think that's when people talk about carmelo deserving i was about to chance. ask about, about and it's like now mellow. carmelo has humbled himself yeah. and he's willing to accept that role but now he's in a different space. And again, he's a great, great all-time player, Hall of Famer. But sometimes it's hard for guys to accept those roles. Me, I was a very good player, never a great player. So when my Started cre- for a long time. I, yeah. So when my career got to a spot of like, all right, um, like either I could just call it a day or I can accept being a role player and just trying mm-hmm. to mentor young guys and, and doing the things that are needed. I might play one day. I might play for two weeks straight and then not get a DMP. Those are things that, as much as it's an ego shot, yeah. if you want to have a chance to be on a championship team, those are things that I sacrifice. Dude, sometimes I feel like the six and seven guys uh, coming into the game are more memorable and more integral to the entire squad. Like when my soups had uh, Vladimir Radmanovich and he won the six man, dude, I mean, g- games would be won and lost by him changing the course of what was happening and it was like oh dude like obviously like starting five is doing their thing but you're like you need like at some point guys are going to get tired and people need to come in and you i mean were consistently just bringing in like energy Energy, and energy and it was like the only reason why like going back to that 16 final the only reason why i got to start when kevin love went out and got hurt Mm -hmm. is because I played garbage minutes in game one and game two. We got blown out by 20 points. So yeah. game one, game two, we get blown out. Coach throws in the end of the bench. I went in there like a fucking bat out of hell. <laughs> and I was, I, you know, I scored eight points in yeah, two dude. minutes. And then they were like, well, you know, Kevin goes out. And they're like, well, shit, who are we going to play? I was like, well, fucking Richards played hard. He played all right. And all of a sudden, you get another opportunity. And one thing that I always used to tell the young players that were mad that they were only playing 10 or 15 minutes, and I was like, yeah. hey, 10 or 15 minutes can turn into 10 minutes, it can turn into five minutes, and it can turn into no minutes. Or 10 and 15 minutes can turn into 20 to 25. Right. It just depends on how you take it. So you can be mad about the 15 minutes, but best believe if you go four for four and you don't make it any defensive mistakes, that 15 minutes is gonna turn into 20. Or you can be pissed off and go out there begrudgingly, and then all of a sudden it turns into five into a DMP. Which one do you want? Yeah. yeah. Who yeah, taught you that? You. Ah, uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Popovich. Yeah, I was, I was about say. to say Ray Popovich. Is Pop truly, I mean, do yeah. you feel so, I mean, what a career, like the things you've gotten to do, but like playing for certain coaches, Does when does that become a thing of like, oh, it'd be cool to get to 
well, be in that system for a minute. Look, San Antonio people hate me, but um, Beetle loves you. Yeah, yeah Beetle, I love Beetle. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of my things that I learned in San Antonio, and I know it, it'll sound very cliche, but it's it's not your situation that dictates your success. Like it's how you handle your situation, right? Like I know that sounds like the fucking title of a book, but it's the truth. It's how you handle it that will dictate your elevation, that will dictate your altitude. And so, you know, like for me, learning in there and I, you know, again, maturity and learning how to handle some adversity. Like if you don't handle it well, you could either keep going down that path or you'd be like, hey, the next time I'm in a situation that might not be perfect, I'm going to handle it better. And so like that was part of the progression for me as I got older and became more of a veteran and, and a role player, it's yeah. like, okay, I might not play, but I'm going to work out. I'm going to do all the things that are needed. And then lo and behold, I got an opportunity to play for a championship. Yeah, dude. What, uh, yeah, take- does, does, does he do anything different? What does pop do? That's like, because I've always wondered when they say coaches like pop is the great, is the best right now. Or bill Belichick is the greatest. Like what Larry is Brown? He, what, what, what is he doing on what a week to say? week? Larry basis? Brown. Don't, don't ever fucking say that name. Why? Why? No, he was my coach in the Olympics. Larry Brown is a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, but but I wouldn't put him anywhere near the same as a Belichick or anywhere. Really? I like I wouldn't put him anywhere about near Coach Carroll. Coach Carroll? Yeah. I really like Coach Carroll. Oh, yeah. Coach Carroll's damn near 70. Coach Carroll lives like three houses down from me. Shut up. Yes, yeah. And, and, there uh, and, with him? and Hermosa Beach. Yeah, I've, I've played volleyball with him. Uh, he plays volleyball. Yeah. His daughter. I sprained my ankle getting out of an Uber two yeah, nights yeah, ago. His, 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 uh, his, wife, his wife played volleyball. Yeah. Jamie. Uh, she, Went to SC with her. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. One of my you know, good friends knows her. And so we used to always kind of play right in front of her house. To this day, we play on 28th street, you know, right by their house. There right? you go. So, 28th street, everybody. Yeah. Go. They live on 34th street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we what play right by that their house. We'll we'll uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, but like, so like, what does pop do yeah. that? Because, because you played for a few coaches. He just, he just, there is no excuses, mm-hmm. right? There is no excuses. And he is, he's, He's like a drill sergeant that you love, right? Yeah. And I will not be the player that I I grew to be even later in my career without him teaching me and fucking whooping my ass and, yeah. and fucking I, I just he's got an he, angry side he, huh? he's oh yeah he's, he says yeah, I'm gonna go full fucking Serbian on you that's what he says <laughs> right that's what he says uh, I hope he's Serbian yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah he's just and, and you know what he comes from military background yeah. you yeah. know went to the Air Force so yeah. like he's a very like do your job no fucking excuses and he's also behind all of that kind of military he's a fucking brilliant mind mm-hmm. and he's a and he's the president with a GM and then he's and then the coach so he's bringing in his players if he doesn't right. play, you know he famously <laughs> waved steven jackson right before the postseason a couple years ago because like he has that power most coaches would go to a president and it's like yo if you're not getting along it's the postseason we don't you know he is he did it he is the judge the jury and the executioner so like he controls he's the one that dictates how much he's going to pay you do you play harder for a coach when you do respect him on multiple levels like that or do you just need to go all right he knows his basketball shit and that's it. Well, you 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 go in there with a lot less questions. And that's why guys have struggled. You look at LaMarcus Aldridge. You look at DeMar mm-hmm. DeRozan. There's a transition. When you're successful earlier on in your career and then you show up in San Antonio, it's like, hey, we appreciate everything that you've done to get here. Yeah. We respect your talent. That's why we have you here. But this is what we're going to need from you. Right. And this is how we right. are going to play. The ball's not going to go through yeah, you. You're not this, doing this, not, ISO ball. Yeah, nothing like that. It's like if you've been serving at Applebee's and then you become a manager at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> They're like, different. dude, we love what you've done at yeah. the Bees. 
Wendy's, but we got a bigger menu here. We got here. a bigger menu here, yeah. so we're going to need you to know a little bit more, <laughs> yeah. all right? And so yeah. it, it's that's what's different there, and it takes guys a little bit of time to adjust. Yeah, because not everybody can adjust like that, right? No, because you, you understand, you know, guys can be studs in high school, studs in college, go to a franchise, and, you know, all of a sudden get Killed everything that they want. in college. Yeah, done yeah. every like you did. And so it's like, <laughs> and just crush all, you know, for eight years, be yeah. a six-time All-Star, and then you show up to a play. But even if you didn't win a championship, you show up in San Antonio, and he's won five, and he's like, well, okay, that's cool. This is what we're going to do. And that's a mind, that's a mind fuck. That's yeah, an emotional dude. change. That's you a, check your ego. You, it's, mm-hmm. it's at the door. Which yeah. who's got bigger egos? I mean, when you've won like that and you're going to a situation where you're the guy, right? Yeah. yeah um, take us to, uh, to the college. Actually, take us all the way back to when oh, you Wait, first- wait, wait. Are we going to talk about the college thing and the California now allowing players to get paid? That's awesome, I'm, by the way. I mean- When did that happen? The, what yesterday. The fuck have you- Yeah, yesterday. 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 Yeah, uh, the uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor, governor signed, signed it in the it. bill. So now yeah. it's four years out. It's four years out. Right. I think this is the Holy greatest shit. thing to ever happen. Me too. Because it, it may it like it's going to change. It's going to change the NCAA. California is going to have essentially its own league unless the NCAA steps up. Well, the, this is one thing that they haven't addressed is that there's other states with similar bills. So these other states are now starting to propose the bill in California. Yeah. Like everyone thought California quote unquote was a bunch of dumb hippies when they legalized marijuana for for medicinal use yeah, right. you know 15 years ago and now half of America is doing the same yeah, legal right yeah. and they're so paving the way yeah and, and there's good and bad things to it don't get me sure. wrong but like what what they're basically saying is like yo this kid over here who's a snowboarder can have a YouTube channel and make money off of his stuff and be on a full academic scholarship yeah. but this kid who is playing for this university who has to do all of these extra things can't get a job can't do anything is making do the school yeah. millions. millions can't do anything when he uses likeness in a video game yeah and not it's, selling his jersey do like, Reggie Bush madness. walk around his <clears throat> SC, you would see so many Bush jerseys oh. in the stadium, and I'm like, he's not like, of course, give him a fucking car, man. Well, and, and and what's tough is like, and I understand, it's like you know, uh, you know, Larry Scott, the commissioner yeah. of uh, of the Pac-12, you know, he's the highest paid commissioner in college sports at like almost six million dollars a year. Yeah. And that's not even the SEC. Like no, that's, that's the thing about it. He's making $6 million a year. Yeah. And, you know, and they're talking about, like, these kids that, you know, might make X amount of zero. And understand, they're only in college for two, three, possibly four years. Yeah. This is a short time. Like, he could be the commissioner for the next 10 years. Right. right? That's, and let's say he's doing that. If he's that he, made, he made $60 million being the commissioner of, the, and, and, you know, and, and he does work extremely hard. And he's done a lot of great things. And one of the things that you would hear is, like, if they're like, hey, commish, what if we, you know, at the SEC, commissioner hey what if we cut your money well wait a second i work really hard yeah it's like oh so so the kid doesn't they don't well they're getting a free education and it's like oh are they when they when they when they have to go to two practices a day and they gotta like learn game film and all that and even for kids that are doing that right a lot of kids when you're going to usc during your summers, you're doing internships. Oh, yeah. During summers, you're doing working jobs. Mm-hmm. You're getting experience. These kids might try and pursue something, but all summer long, they're training. They're doing rehabbing knee injuries. Oh, yeah, they're right. doing all this other stuff, and it just be like, hey, well, you got a degree, you know, you're actually at a deficit. No BS. You're like, oh well, you're net. No, you're not networking the same as a normal kid, right? right? And again, there's a lot of different conversations that go sure. on because people have like student loan debts. There's yeah, a lot right. of different stuff. So like when you saw Tim Tebow do his rant about like how he is t- how he is totally against that. I know a lot of athletes came out and was like Tim. 
this well, it, this take law, a knee, man. This law, <laughs> this law isn't for you. Well, yeah. and and I get that, and that's the thing, and I think we've lost a little bit of that in this country. Not to get too crazy, but of understanding other people's views sure. and and respecting other people's yeah, views. Man. It's like Tim cool when it's time for you to vote vote no yeah but like and that's fine and so i'm not gonna be like fuck you tim tebow like you what the fuck do you know i will where's my yeah. fuck you tim tebow yeah so i don't i don't i don't mind that but yeah. i think it's it's always good to listen to other people's opinions because 100%. you'll never learn more we don't have to get into the republican democrat side but sure. it's like yo listen to what they're saying some of them yes right and and it's like you got to find some middle ground and i understand what tebow's saying but i also understand the other side coming from a kid whose parents work two jobs you know, yeah. I, I I like I could never ask for money. Call my parents. If anything, no I would like have to like you know send a hundred bucks home, send a hundred and fifty bucks home no just to way. help my parents. Wow. And these are little bitty things that if I were to do anything, I could risk my eligibility, right? And yeah, like I mean, like uh, my roommate in when when I was at USC, he was on the school volleyball team. Yeah, I couldn't buy him lunch. No. I could buy anyone else lunch. Yeah. By the way, USC got into a lot of volleyball trouble because their coach, their coach was a part of the scandal that that, oh, yeah, that yeah, paying yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars right. and like illegally recruiting PR, no illegally way. saying that kids were recruits yeah. just to get them into USC. Yeah. Those, guys were, those guys were fucking just beasts of people, man. I would see them at the <laughs> gym and just like. That, that 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 was my roommate. Who's your roommate? Uh, his name is uh, Josh Feldman. This is like from. He was on the he was on the bench, but like it, it doesn't was, matter. Yeah, it was like from oh three to 06. God, you're fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Four so, years younger than you. Uh, wait, so, so take yeah. us through the Arizona days, though. Yeah, I mean, so when you're playing basketball, in, where'd you grow up again? Ah, uh, Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Um, love Phoenix. Some Great of the best town. comedy clubs. Dude. Great town. What part? Uh, I grew up in Glendale. Nice. That's but where not, my dad lived for but, ten but years. Not, but not like. Not Arena Glendale, like Glendale, like Phoenix Glendale border. Oh, yeah. yeah so. Like maybe 10 minutes from the Arrowhead Mall? Yeah. So when yeah. everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, Glendale, the stadium's like, no, that no, no, came no. That yep, came later. That later, later. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm Glendale. The, the giant toaster? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a West Side Phoenix kid. Fuck yeah. Okay. okay. So that must have been extra sweet to play there. Yeah. Yeah. They won the national championship in 97 and mm -hmm. I was a junior. Then in 98, I was like, yo, where else am I going to go? I was like, you got Lute Olsen and Mike Bibby and Come Miles on. Simon Miles and all those Simon. guys. Mike Dickerson, Jason T Terry. Dude, talk so about like, a yeah. guy that I, th I mean, you were talking about Lute guys, Olsen. just some of them not panning out yeah. and being great and just not making the transition. I still to this day, I'm like, how did Miles Simon not become he was a great college player, great, great college player, one of the great college players yes. like of his generation. And that's one of those things where like this is a great example. This is a guy that won a national championship, could have been a first round pick, decided to go back to school, mm -hmm. and still they lost in the Elite Eight to Andre Miller and a great team, and they were number one in the country, Andre and he Miller. was first team All-American, yeah. and gets drafted in the second round, sprains his ankle in training camp and just never got a chance this guy turned down millions of dollars right turned down millions of dollars and if he could have gone to school he could have made a couple hundred grand on his likeness he could have done some stuff that could have sure. set him up further yeah. but like what do you say to the guy do you want guys to go stay in school <laughs> if I know that I'm making 50 grand a year that I can help my family out maybe I'll stay in school longer yeah, and, sure. get the, and, and you know, maybe allow, actually get that education yeah, and maybe get that education it's like dude sure. I'm good like I'm making 75 grand I'm getting to play basketball I get to hang out with my buddies. I can have a car and I don't have to worry about the NCAA tracking me down. I don't yeah. have to worry about any of that. And that's not for everybody. Yeah. We understand that there's a, 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 a point two percent people but if you're not fighting for everyone equally even if it's those two percenter point two percenters what are we doing yeah it's it's pretty insane where 
and then they talk about like how a lot of kids are now going overseas because yeah. they they can make money over there. It's yeah. like okay, well, you want the kids to stay here and play in your Final Four and do and do everything, then yeah, maybe make them let them make a little money on the side. Dude, look yeah. what Marbury did. That yeah. shit was uh, make some, and that's at the end of the day, it's like it's hard for for me to look at Nick Saban who's mm-hmm. making $6 million sure. to look at a Calipari that's making $7 million. Yeah. And you're saying, well, this is going to hurt, you know, amateur sports. This is going to hurt the women. Then don't play those fucking coaches $4 million. Yeah, no yeah. Or don't pay them $7 dude. million. But the first thing that they're going to say is, well, I make so much money. My thing that I think they should do mm-hmm. is, and this is going to be, this is controversial. I think they should cap every college coach in the country. I think the most wow. that they should be able to make is $1 million. Mm. And if you've been there for X amount of years, most you can make is $2 million. Even if you've won? Even if you won. Yeah. Why? What, like, what more do you need, man? Because then you would have less coaches bouncing around, yeah. right? Which is something that they don't like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because then when a coach recruits a kid, that kid wants to go play for that coach. Yes. So yes. when it, so when the coach leaves in two years. Yeah. Or goes pro or does yeah. all this other stuff. And it's like coaches can leave with no penalty. Right. Right. Players can't. You have to sit out a year. You can't. If you yeah. go try and transfer in conference which could mean you're trying to go closer to home yeah you have all these loops and things that you got to go through why not cap the college coaches and say the most that you can make is two million dollars why not cap why not cap the because two million dollars is a shit ton of money yeah and like look we saw nick saban he can't just up and go to the nfl it didn't work out right so if we're it's not like well we're gonna well, lose coaches the, well he's with the dolphins like like well, maybe yeah. give him a pro team next yeah, time yeah but look you know people have turned <laughs> things around yeah, sure, you, sure, like, sure, look, sure. you know look at what look at what carol did yeah like look what he did the Seahawks they hadn't had any type of success like that mm-hmm. so like my thing is this if you capped how much those guys could make like that money now all goes back to university yeah. that money now can all go back into the student athletics into the student right, body the kids. so like don't make it seem like there's not ways to cut other people's pay when mm-hmm. did you hit your growth spurt was it middle Ooh, school shit when did you when did basketball become was it always just fun there has to be uh, a point when you're like NBA now, dreams are real yeah like now it's but you're like oh now so, this is I'm getting you letters. know what's so funny for me <clears throat> I was an idiot like I I was I just I was a hooper I just played with my buddies in the park every day and I showed up. I remember my freshman year. I showed up. I was like six, one and a half taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then wore a size fourteen. And then book, and, book and ball. Yeah. Yeah, I could play a little bit. Yeah. I could play. And then I was ineligible my whole freshman year. I might have played like four games. Mm-hmm. Failed freshman PE. Like, yeah, so I was, <laughs> How yeah, did you do that? I just didn't dress out. I would like still oh, get yeah. his score. So I'd be yeah. like that kid yeah, at fourteen, yeah, yeah. just sweaty, yeah, shorts. just messing around. Mm-hmm. And he failed me. Failed freshman PE. And then my my you know again this is before internet and all that stuff. Right. My you know my my whole summer play basketball in the park every day with my buddies. I go from six two to like six five and a half six six. I show back up like skinny and athletic in my high school coach is like he like pleaded like richard like richard <laughs> listen they had the number one team in the state they had a really good really good team bibby was the number one team in the higher division we were the number one team in the next division damn nice. and he was like richard let's just i can't have you on this team with all these seniors if you're going to be ineligible and blah, blah blah i was like all right cool and so then i just went to class and got that was on honor roll and pissed <laughs> everyone off and then I started <laughs> so you had the off. goods up here oh, you I, just had the were goods. Like, I just was like there was no motivation like yeah. again like my brothers didn't graduate high school there wasn't like you know wow. if you don't grow up with around this and you don't grow up yeah, with this no expectations then, yeah and it's like my parents were just glad that i was staying out of trouble right yeah. and so why those, because trouble was uh, around a lot it wasn't it, no 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 it wasn't that bad like we moved we lived in south central la and my mom moved to phoenix uh you know in the 
88 because to get out of South Central. And so it was like we were in a nice area. Now, we didn't have a lot of nice things because all the money went to like living in a nice area. Right. So it was like my parents were just like working two jobs, working hard. And they were just like they would drop me off at the park and they knew that at 10 o'clock they would pick me up and I was there. Meanwhile, my brothers were running rampant, acting crazy. So that my high school coach was the first person to be like, do you know what the fuck you can do? And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then <laughs> and just slowly but surely, he was John Bowie, uh, Moon Valley. He was the one that kind of just took me under his wing. And then wow. slowly but surely, shit kind of went crazy. Was your work ethic for hoops always, like once you got into it and saw how good you could be, you were like, all right, I need to do what's necessary to. Yeah, I just, I love to play. Yeah. Like I, I, I will say this and I, I became, I had a better work ethic later in my career, right? But I love to compete. That was my channel. That was my outlet. Like competitiveness. Like, yeah, let's go. And I wanted to play every sport as a kid. I yeah. would have been the kid that would have played football. Would have played like little league. I would have done all of that. But we just didn't have the resource. We didn't have. My parents weren't going to be able to buy cleats. I was growing out of shoes every fifteen minutes to buy Fuck, cleats yeah, and pay a hundred bucks to play in little league. So like when the little league lights were on by my house, I would go to like the elementary school and shoot hoops at night and like mm -hmm. go joke with my buddies that were like in you know sixth seventh grade. Damn. Um, what was draft day like? Draft day was crazy, man. Like, you know, I just remember, like, you know, David Stern. Um, I, I was one of the first guys that didn't get invited to the green room. Mm. Uh, they, so basically, a little short story, teams were talking shit about me. So I was supposed to go, like, 10 to 20 somewhere. Yeah. And they, you know, they'd had some bad history in the green room. Guys sitting there too long. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, right. You know, uh, Richard Lewis fell to the sure. second round. Yeah. Came, out of sec uh, came out of high school. Which, uh, you know, yeah, you know. Yeah, come on. It worked out well. It yeah. worked out well for your Sonics. <laughs> yeah. And so they were like really, and teams were like talking shit about me, hoping that I would drop. So I was working out in Charlotte and they're like, hey, how'd you shoot the ball in Houston? I was like, oh, I shot the ball really, really well. Probably the best I shot. They're like, oh, well, they told us you couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. And I was like, oh, either way, the, when we called and we're like, hey, Richard Greenwood, they're like, well, we don't have him in the lottery. I was the first person. I was the first person picked. I was in the lottery, but I was the first person picked, not in the green room. So I was at home. <laughs> I was at home hanging out. Holy shit! But I just shit. remember closing my eyes when I felt like I was going to get drafted. I was like Houston. I had a great workout. It yeah. was the only time I did it. And Radmon went before me, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and I closed my eyes. And they're like, with the thirteenth pick, uh, Houston Rockets select Richard Jefferson. And it's just like that was you still the first get chills time. thinking about uh, it. Still, still to yeah. this day, that was the first time it became a reality. Wow. So you with your you family, do they just go? No, I, I was, it was a very tense situation. So like I, my family was at a party and then after that all went down and I got traded to New Jersey yeah. on draft day. I think I heard I, that story. Yeah. I got traded to New Jersey and then I ended up driving to like, like 30 minutes to, uh, to the point Hilton. That's where we were doing it. Cause yeah. who was on that? You said you were pretty bummed, right? You, cause that Houston team, Houston team, they had missed the playoffs by like two, Stevie like they franchise, had franchise Katino Mobley. I had a great workout. They were the Houston Rockets. My high school team was the moon Valley Rockets. Like oh, I was like stoked. Yeah. Awesome. And Western they conference. Got a history of winning. Yeah. Yeah. I get to come to Phoenix twice a year. And all of a sudden they go New Jersey. And I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> that's still a place. <laughs> like, the, and the only thing I knew about them is that they had won 20, like six games that oh, year. Right. And we won like 20, 28 games in college and I was like oh, <laughs> oh man but then they traded for Jason Kidd and the rest was history shortly after right? like like a day later wow. was that just like I mean, oh I almost wrecked my car on the freeway 
right? Because I was just like, because you played against kid in college. You, no, no, I didn't play no, against kid no. in college. He, I was, he was in playing for the Suns when I was going to college. Oh, okay. So okay. I like, I know oh, him. Oh, you seen him? So I saw him, and I was yeah. just like, this is a dream. As an athlete, those are guys that you want to play with, right? Do they hook yeah. it up when you're in college to go to pro games if you're a star? No, 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 because no, that would violate NCAA yeah, rules. Yeah. No, you're not allowed because it's it just okay. And you know, it was a different Tampering, time. But you know how dope he was. Yeah, because you would watch all his highlights. Yeah. It was like Jason Kidd, John Stockton, Steve Nash. These are guys that you dream about playing right. with. Also, your style like of ball. Magic Johnson. Magic, like, and again, yeah. I'm from the West Coast, and we played up and down, and like those are the things that you just dreamt about playing, like catching lobs from Jason Kidd, right? And it's like, I like you catching did, lobs, yeah. right? And yeah. So, what was that like? Yeah, it was, you just tell, were those balls? Because GP would tell us, him in the Rain Man, he said uh, he'd do a little like, Kiki, and then Camp knew it was coming. It was coming. But mm-hmm. like sometimes just, even he said I could throw it higher, and like you got hops. So like, the funniest thing is I would never forget this like it was preseason and jason Kenyon martin who is a pogo stick yeah dude pogo stick right insane. and so Kenyon, like he would throw these lobs at Kenyon, and i remember i missed a couple of lobs like twice and i'm sitting here like petrified like one of my heroes yeah, like, my dude. idol and i don't want him to stop throwing me lobs and i was like hey jay like hey and i like went to him like a kid <laughs> i went to him like a kid i'm tw- mr kid I, i'm like 21 i'm like uh mr kid sir i was like hey and it was like the hardest thing i think i'd ever said to him and i was like hey um I don't jump like Kenyon. Like as mm-hmm. Kenyon, you put it to a spot and he just f- straight up to that spot. Yeah. I was like, you have to put loft on it and then I can go get it. And, and I'm like petrified to like, he's going to f- ask a follow-up question sure. or just be like, or I just don't throw you lobs. And I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And he goes, all right. And I was, and that was it. That was it. And he was just so amazing and so good. And, to me probably the best ever at throwing lobs yeah. best ever because magic johnson had all of this You're right but it wasn't lost it, it wasn't lost also Jason, for him to know just to like take a little bit it's like a quarterback that can like there's lines and there's that loft and there's over that second tier and over the right. first defender and he knows before the, he, the free safety like he, he knows how to do that he was just like all right and then after that this man could throw me half court lobs like it was nothing that Jeez. squad arguably i mean obviously you went to the finals yeah and uh but like dude kittles van horn I mean, was it it as crazy and fun as it looked to watch? It was because we had, like, we were picked to finish second to last in our conference because no one had knew. And Jason Collins, Scalabrini, we had a lot of guys. And then all of a sudden, we just meshed so well. And we became, you know, a perennial, like, Eastern Conference powerhouse. Uh, One of my my friends asked me to ask you this question. Are you good for, like, five, ten more? Uh, Yeah. He said... Is it true that when uh, he was struggling during one of his finals with the Nets that he went to a local YMCA to get to get shots in? Uh, and if so, why a YMCA instead of the facilities that you had access to as an NBA player? <laughs> well, you know, and you have to understand too, like, like they, shout out JB Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're only you only have access to like the other team's practice facilities for a certain amount of time. Okay. You only have access to their arena for a certain amount of time. So you don't really have access to gyms 24 hours a day. Gotcha. So if you want to go get shots up at nine o'clock, it, there's a there's a whole ordeal. Oh, okay. If you want to go get shots up at eight p.m., like a lot of guys go at home. Like in Dallas, they do a really good job. They have the the nightclub where it's like you have a time slot. So it's like if you want to go get shots in at night, it's like hey, here's your shot slot slot from seven. 7 to 7.30, 7 to 7.20, and they'll slot everybody in. So you don't have to, but if you want to go get extra shots, there's going to be people there, there's going to be water, you can get ice, everything. Oh, wow. And so they have like, but there's not like, you're not going to call somebody 
at 8.15 and say, hey, you want to meet me there at 8.30? He's like, no, they actually are professionals and they give you a slot from like 8 to 9. Gotcha. The gym will be open. Gotcha. And, but that's at home for Dallas. On the road, it's a little bit more difficult, so you have to find a YMCA or something, and then that's how guys get extra shots. Can up. you imagine just walking to a YMCA <laughs> and you see Richard Jefferson, who you just watched in the NBA Finals, like, uh... Want to go one on one? Like, like uh. oh, I'll give you a funny story. Yeah, when go. we play, I had a buddy that went to Assumption College just in Worcester, Massachusetts. So Worcester, we Worcester. So when we were playing in the Celtics, he would like after the game, like we played him in the postseason twice. He would drive and pick me up, and then I would drive to that college town, like ninety minutes away. Get full on hammered yeah, just yeah. like like college drunk yeah, like, hammered. yeah drinking like two dollar you call it's like yes, jaeger bombs getting fucked yeah. up and that just, kid and what's fucked up. up out there and then just like kids are being like i just saw you <laughs> in the fucking uh, on nbc like yeah, what the and it's just like crazy. Ah. like i'm and nbc was, drunk and you know you had like two days in between great song too by the way oh, and then john just, tesh yeah john tesh we talking about that's the pot that's the intro to our podcast the john yeah. tesh the yeah, round yeah, ball yeah. classic yeah. Round oh. ball rock. how did you pick that so, how do you not pick that well no and so i called i was like yo that's awesome i remember we were talking about it and then i was like what is, uh, I was like, so I called to see who had rights. I had a friend that's in the music industry. I was like, hey, yeah. can you see? And they were like, yeah, sure, take it. No one's using it. And so no like, one's we, using it? No one's, well, no one was using it. I for lost the, my virginity to that Yeah, song. no one's using it for the, <laughs> for the, no one was using it for like podcasts. So I can't okay. use it on television. We can't use mm. it for anything like on like that, but you can use it as an intro to our podcast. We're the only ones that have rights to it. Isn't that cool? Fucking A, dude. Yeah, no dude. one asked. No one asked. It's literally. Don't ask, you don't get I mean, I'm sure you watched growing up too. Yes. Like the NBA and NBC is. I was so bummed because it changed. Like ABC my, la they... my rookie year was the last year was on NBC. Oh. And then the next year it changed. So did you ever get on a. NBA, uh, NBC yeah, game? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we went to the finals, my rookie Oh, yeah. So I was like, You see Marv Albert on Even now, Bill Walton, Snapper Jones. Snapper Jones, dude. Costas' intros. Richard Jefferson's got a How do you not give him the ball more? If anybody wants to go back and see how fucking unfair it was for Michael Jordan, and when they talk about the Jordan rules, you go back and watch some of those old Bob Costas like intros, and it was like, well, this be the final moment for Michael Jordan. And oh, it's yeah. like they start playing like come fly with me. Yeah. And like, I believe I can fly. Yeah. And you're like, this is an intro for Michael yeah. Jordan. Is there another team playing? Yeah. It's like a two-minute oh, no. Bob Costas intro for just Michael Jordan. You didn't know who they were playing. Yeah. And yeah. it was the finals. Jordan and you're rolls. like, if you're the Utah Jazz, you're like, fuck, do we have I mean, a chance? Like I only got Stockton Malone over yeah, here. Yeah, like, like two Hall of Famers what? went to the playoffs 19 straight Dude, years. I'll rewatch old Sonic Bulls uh, finals games awesome. just because like that. GP. I mean, look, in GP even said, he's like, if me and Nate were healthy and had gotten on Mike earlier, maybe we would have gone seven. The fact that we even pushed it to six was great because going down 0-3. And they were great. They were that, unreal, dude. They were but, unreal. And that Soup's team was so good, but we just... It, you know, if we'd gone there a year before or if Sean stayed, whatever. But um, but it was so biased because you listen to Walton. And again, it was so Jordan heavy. They yeah. do Jordan intros. And then every play that Jordan didn't get the ball or would get fouled, Walton would go, how do you call a foul on Michael Jordan? Jordan. <laughs> he goes, how do you do this? He's one of the greatest plays. Detlef Shrimp, you're going to tell me he doesn't foul? <laughs> you're like, dude, you Walton. Great, no, Walton, by the way. Such, I mean, dude, yeah, and that, I'd love and, to get high with him, but I was like, shut the, the fuck the, the, up, the, man. Yeah, I know. But and it's one of those things, too, where it's like you look back on it and that's why not that he didn't have a little like boost from the 
course. Week. But sure. that was one of the things about MJ. They could do a three-minute intro on him, and then he just delivered. I know, He delivered. Dude, yeah. Every time he you showed he up, watch the intros? he fucking... Oh, I, I would go back and watch... I literally probably, when I when we got the, the audio, like, permission, I went back and probably spent hours watching, like, old Bob Costas intros, because yeah. Bob Costas is a legend. He legend, was, yeah. dude. Like, top five to ever do it, right? And so it's like... You know, watching those intros and like you get goosebumps because that's yeah. like our childhood. NBA on NBC, you would get the Knicks, you get the Pacers, yep. you would get uh, you would Dude. get the Miami Heat, you would get mm-hmm. eh, sometimes you would get the Lakers. Like yeah. it was like mm-hmm. the early Shaq years, yeah. and then uh, uh, you the know, Jazz, and then you get the Suns, but they weren't that sexy. You no. would get a lot of the SuperSonics, yeah. the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. You would get them yeah. a little bit, but it was mainly Knicks, Pacers, um, who else? Indy because they were really really good. Uh, those were the main ones that I would, and then Bulls, I'm sorry, and the Bulls, that's, yeah. that's who you would get. Yeah. Now, are, are there, because you talk about the Jordan rules, are there times like now in the league where, because I've heard refs, players say that refs will yell them like, dude, you're not getting that call. Like, yeah, well, will, will, the, will yes. you get things like that? Yeah, 100%. And okay. it's like one of those things where you have to understand, like, if, if, if you're a referee and I see this guy shoot the ball 28 times, mm-hmm. right, versus someone that I see you shoot the ball three times, like you're like yeah. yes, I'm paying more attention to this guy because he's doing right. more. And so yeah, there there's a level to it. But even look, no NBA player has ever fouled, and <laughs> every superstar has been fouled on every shot he's ever taken. Yeah. Those are just things Fact. that we have to. Yeah, accept, there you right? go. Just have okay. to accept. Uh, yeah. Before we wrap up, I want to know um, a moment in your career where you got um, so genuinely frustrated, and, and how did you turn that around? Like whether it was a game or a, a confrontation with a player. Um, that you didn't anticipate or with a coach and then uh, and then I want to know who was the most fun to play with and who did you uh, dread playing against uh you know what uh, for me I, I would say that uh, you know dread is such a tough word um, fear no no I'm saying dread in the sense of like a situation that probably didn't go as well like you know that San Antonio thing for me it's just been well documented mm-hmm. uh, but I learned so much from yeah. Pop and I and, and, and Chip England and Tim Duncan to yeah. this day like he you know every once in a while if he has one too many of those uh, Caribbean rums he might send <laughs> me a text and talk some stupid shit like I know like when I found out he was going to be a coach this year I was like dude yeah. my entire career I've always said you were the most intelligent person that I've been around this is the dumbest fucking <laughs> thing that you've ever fucking done right it's the yeah. dumbest thing but I, you know he's like him and pop and 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 they are so awesome uh but i i think dreading is tough because like guys like kobe bryant Mm -hmm. even lebron these guys are going to shoot 25 times they're going to shoot 30 times so you just bron went for 55 kobe's going to shoot 79 times yeah Yeah. mj went for 40 against us those next team that was the coolest thing i was going to say he was on the wizards Wizards, were there certain guys that you couldn't help but just like when you're on the court you're like what the fuck, oh, dude? MJ, MJ. Yeah. I'll say this. Latrell Sprewell was the... So love I was, Latrell. Yeah, I love Latrell. So my rookie year, first time I'm ever checking in the game. It's a mm-hmm. preseason game. We're playing the Knicks. He's on the team. And coach looks at me. He's like, hey, um, go get carry. And I was like, all right, I'm checking in. First time ever in my life in the NBA game. Still preseason. And I'm like, Another right. chills moment, yeah, yeah. Another chills moment. He's like, you got Latrell. And I was like, the guy that just fucking chokes <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. Like, welcome like to the NBA, kid. Welcome to the NBA, and it was yeah, like, yeah, sure, yeah. can you guard LJ? Yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, is there anybody else <laughs> yeah. like, that I can guard? No, but like that was it. Like you're getting up, and you have like this whole like wave of emotion. Like the first time you're checking into a game, you're like going in, and you're playing in the Knicks, and it's preseason in like Connecticut. It means nothing, right? But like for you as a kid, yeah, the dude. first time you get in, and all of a sudden they're like, you got Latrell's free one. You're like, 
excuse me? <laughs> excuse me. So that was cool. And Latrell's the nicest guy. He is, yeah. Nicest, nicest guy of all time. Such a great competitor. Love him. But it was like, all I knew as a 20-year-old kid yeah. was that he got suspended and PJ Carlissimo had scars on his neck. Yeah. yeah. That's all, I was yeah. like, I don't want to foul him. I don't know if I want to guard him. You, like, see, you seem like you had fun uh, every time you played, but yeah. there had to have been a game where you just like, whether you had, you know, two points and 15 assists or 20 and 20, whatever it was career-wise, like, was there a game that you remember where you were like, man, top to bottom, I felt like I was the best Richard Jefferson and I had the most fun and you were truly just like, God, like, I'm so glad I get to play this game. Every day. I know you say that. And like mm -hmm. some days are, and it's all like, you know, it's all on a curve, right? But every day, and even like as my career, you know, wound down, wind it, wind it, wound, wound it, sure. wound, wound it down, wound, 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 wound it down, wound, wound down, <laughs> wound down. As my career wound down, it was one of those things where it's just like I just started enjoying different elements. I gotcha. would talk to the referees more. Yeah. I, would, I would talk to the random fans even Joey more. Crawford. He would just even Joey, right? <laughs> Joey, like even so, he did the last game that Joey ever did. Uh, the last game that Joey ever did, he hurt his knee. In one of our games, in mm -hmm. one of our games that we were playing, and I knew he was kind of hurt, and he was getting old. Yeah. So you know, a knee injury for him could be. So, you know, so I went into the locker room, I went to the referee's locker room, which I'd never done in my yeah. career. Knocked on the door, and I was like, "How you doing?" He's like, "You know, I should have called it quits after last year. I knew I should have called quits." And I was like, "Well, just know, man, like it's been an honor because these guys are as much a part of the game. Yeah, and dude, even though sure. fans hate them, and we get on their fucking nerves, and we hate each other, like they're a part of it. Like you grow up watching Joey, you grow up watching these referees, Steve Jab, you grow up watching." these guys and so it's just you know to see you know a legend and like be there in his last game and i had referees come up to me two months later be like hey i heard what you did with you like that's that's dang that's super awesome like and i was like dude you guys are traveling the same amount as we do sure you're yeah. doing everything Thank that we can with, with none of the love none of the love and there's no doing, ref groupies yeah, and you're doing as much as you can joey crawford's like, not getting like some tail after the game yeah, going yeah, to the nightclub yeah making it or uh, maybe maybe, yeah, maybe maybe joey crawford was yeah, also yeah, like you have a bad game as a ref you come back people hate you more you have hate a bad game as a player they're like rooting for you to turn it around hopefully yeah, and now with twitter and like yeah, analytics too. and they're like well we want we're two and seven whenever this person and you're just oh, like God. you're just like shut <laughs> yeah. the fuck up shut up <laughs> <people."> <laughs> go play make more shots yeah uh how does Woj get all his damn information uh he is a wizard right yeah he, like he, he, he uses you, wizardry that not a lot of people have do you get texts because i i i think well, that like i'll say this you find out what's happening with your knee from Woj. like yeah, he, like you don't even <laughs> what is that? Yeah, you're like, oh, well, like, I know my doctor said about for two weeks, let, let but. Me, let me say this about yeah. Woj. Yeah. Woj is very, very serious about mm -hmm. his job. Like, we think it's sports, and it yeah. is, but Woj is very, very serious. He's a person that could be working for Time Magazine or the Wall Street yeah. Journal wow. or, he or, could be or, 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 or the New York <laughs> Times. Like, he's one of those yeah. people that, like, if he had gone a different route in, like, his journalistic per, like, sure. view, he could be up for, like, Nobel Peace Prizes. He he could like be the guy breaking that finds story. out he who could, the whistleblower yeah, is. And whistleblower. Yeah. He yeah, could have yeah, been yeah. the person because right. he just knows but how instead, to do it. But he takes it very, very yeah. seriously. And that's a credit to him and his craft. And he was one of the first, if not the first, to really go about it that way. Yeah, him and Schefter, but just, man. But just understand that like, Woj doesn't 
I joke. Woj doesn't joke as much as mm-hmm. as uh, as other people do because he is a very All serious business. journalist. He's very very serious, and I respect that. Yeah. Like I said, we talked about Democrat. You got to respect other people's yeah. side. So I don't know how he does it. Yeah. I don't want to ask him, but. <laughs> I stay out of what 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 does Woj have your mom's world. number? Like does she, he text he has her? everyone's <laughs> number? Woj works for the NSA, right? That's what people don't know, right? Like he's hacked into this computer. You hear me saying all of these nice yeah. things yeah, about yeah, Woj. Yeah. It's oh, like, Woj, he's already don't heard hack him. me. He's yeah. already heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, motherfucker. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew what Brad, me. the gender of Brad's baby he was sent before that he question to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, he sent that question to he you. He knows I'm not really a dwarf, and then I just use it for the. He has your legs surgically shortened. He knows. Cool. Yeah. He knows. Shout out, shout out to Woj. Shout out uh, to <laughs> so you're on the jump all the time, yes. right? Um, road tripping, obviously. I'm doing road Check tripping. it out. This Are you doing year, any way you out here? Yeah, no, no. So I just did. Uh, so I just found out I'm going to be calling games uh, for ESPN. Shut Super the fuck up, dude. You guys are the first people that I've shared wow. that with. That's, I, uh, dude, can I be honest? I knew that was awesome. awesome. I, mine, Come well, on. I, look, this is my first year. So like, I, like my, my wife hates me, but I'm completely honored because I'm calling uh, Christmas Day game. I'm calling Bro. Celtics. Yes. Christmas Day. That's, like, yeah, that's, that's like, the that's like, shit. Yeah, it's a shit. Like, dude, I, I'm going mean, to miss my kids. I love them. I'll send them a letter. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's dude, like, hey. Yeah, I like watch them on the TV. You'll do like a tug on your ear, or, yeah, you, or do, you'll do, do their yeah. favorite just catchphrase like, hey, yeah. to let them know. know. Daddy's sending home stuff, but yeah. no, so I get to call Christmas Day game, which for me, man, like Good for you, if you're dude. gonna get into this business, like whatever you do and anything, try and be the best. So when I found out, like we were at dinner a couple of days ago, Maria Taylor, they were doing a countdown because I'm gonna be doing countdown some this year Dope, also, mm. and they lean over, it's like, yeah, we have you calling some Christmas games. And I look over Maria, and I'm like. I just I just found out 30 seconds ago that I'm calling games for ESPN. Then like later in dinner, he's like, yeah, I think, I think Christmas Day is one of the games. I'm not sure what game it's like. I was like, Maria, I just found out 10 seconds ago. <laughs> and I'm like sitting here trying to play it cool, but right. I'm so honored and uh, I'm you so humble. You get to throw to Burke. Yeah, oh my God. It's like, dude, like that. Who's in your squad? Oh, so um, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know all the details, okay. but like this is just kind of like, I've got, I got this information like literally just kind of stumbled out to me in the last dude, couple so of days. I'm so for you, So man. I'm so excited. So I get to do that. I'm still going to be doing get up a ton uh which i love greenberg yeah. is a legend yeah he is all huh? time. greenberg is all like when you watch people and you're like you're really fucking good at your job yeah. right like greenberg, greenberg. rachel yeah. nichols is another one i yeah. get to work with on the jump you so, and jalen are uh, yeah jalen's all I mean, time like, so another I, guy you and him i feel like are at the top and jay because like, jalen's one of those people that as soon as i saw if i want to be great in this in this yeah. job like you're somebody that i have to look at right i don't want to be you but you're somebody that i have to look at and so jalen's one of those people uh but yeah i'm so excited man the fact that i get to call games for espn yeah, dude and i still get to call a ton of games for the brooklyn nets i get to work mm-hmm. with Ian eagle who is Ian eagle. Eagle, the eagles all time right yeah and so dude. all of those things man i've been so blessed and so fortunate that you know again doing road tripping helped me i learned so many things and for all the kids out there anything that you want to do in your fucking life just get reps right get, get reps, reps. Get whatever reps it is whatever it is get you want to be a director start directing start shit. directing start just fucking make up your own shit yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. leads to other opportunities even if you don't see like like the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Because I'm sure with Road Trip and you were like, I don't know if this is going to yeah, pan gonna out too, but, it's, like, this, but this I'm going to put all in on this. Yeah. Dumbest fucking thing we ever thought of. And next thing you know, like everyone, like we have 100,000 downloads, 200,000 downloads and episodes. And you're like, 
okay, I guess people like it. I guess we'll keep doing it. And, and you so, know, yeah. people are watching like all these ESPN, like they're, they know about it. Yeah. Then they listen. They're like, oh, this guy can ki- like articulate yeah. Yeah. and be relatable. Yeah. And I'm not even that good yet. And I, and I mean that from a standpoint is like, I just finished my rookie season as a broadcaster. So yeah. Yeah. my goal is you're to be better man, yeah. in year two, year five, gotta year get your 10. Catchphrase. Well. Gotta get you my catchphrases, right? <laughs> Do you got any? <laughs> no. Damn it. Mark Jackson stole fucking all the best ones. He's got all the best ones. Oh, cut, yeah. You yeah Bill, Bill Walton's got great Bill Walton. Yeah. Yes, can like, you just start like taking like uh, pre-existing slogans like ba da ba ba ba? Love that. that, love that, or throw it down, big fella. Oh, yeah, like, big fella. Now there was a guy who used to call hockey for the Florida Panthers who would take requests from the audience. So after every goal, he'd be like, "He shoots, he scores. Make me a bicycle clown." Like and he would just <laughs> he just does quotes. I like that. I just like that. Like I, that. Like that. I, 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 I might I might have to do that. Like give me something that yes. I have to mix into the broadcast. Get your dunk to call. Night. And God. you know what? Ian Eagle who is amazing yeah right Ian Eagle has won all the awards as a broadcaster he is so good there is nothing that you can shoot at him like I remember like in like I try and push my limits in yeah anything I do I sure. remember he was like so you know blah 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 is gonna be doing color commentary and I was like hey Ian we prefer the term African-American he's like, <laughs> it's like uh, 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 oh Richard I see I see you haven't quite learned the broadcasting terminology yet and I know oh, yeah. we're just and it's just like you're so fucking good that like yeah. I can't even rattle yeah. you. Yeah, like, I, I threw a racist yeah. joke at you <laughs> that you could not touch. Dude, well, you shake it because yeah. he because he's got to know how to do it when he's on the broadcast and some fan drunkenly yells some so stuff good. and the mics pick it up. Yeah, like, I did. Be, I, yeah, I did one. We were guy. talking about nicknames and stuff. And he's yeah. like, "Did Channing Fry any nicknames from you?" I was like, "No, nah, he used to call me Dick." And he was like, <laughs> "He's like, as in Nixon." And I was like, well, "I was like, well, Ian, that is my name." Yeah. And he's yeah. like. Oh yeah, and yeah. so the you know the Cavs score another two pointer, and, like, <laughs> and it's like that's, that's fun. It's like you're pushing the limits in things that like are like normal, but it's like you know to have a professional next to you that even if you go too far or you're put like he's got your back a hundred percent. so he's you, so good. So your name, so your name is Richard. So you can give players. Dick names. Dick names, yeah. Oh, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. So yeah. Shaq's got Shaq and a fool. You could have dick names. Yeah, dick names. The, the dick of the week. <laughs> the dick of the week. Yeah, Richard's, Richard's dick, dick pick. Of the week. Richard's, Richard's dick, dick pick. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, my God, dude. We just we did, did it. it. We're going to get it. I'm not even kidding. The That's... dick pick of the week. <laughs> Doris Burke is going to be 1, like, and now, and now for the dick pick of the I week. I might have to legally change my name to, to Dick to get it through. <laughs> dick Richard. But like, my name is now Dick Jefferson, everybody. But yeah, dick pick of the week. I think it's awesome. That's genius, guys. Who's going to win the Christmas Day game? Let's go to the dick pick of the week. Dick pick of the week. Holy shit! Yes, ESPN make so it happen. Awesome! <laughs> it's gonna happen. I'm going to get it done. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm going to. I, so I, I said something the other day. It was like I, I was talking because we have all this stuff that you don't know if you can get it in. Yeah, sure. And, and one of our producers, Nick Tufts, who's my guy for Get Up, he was just like, I said something. Um, I was like, you think I can get away with this? He's like, I don't know. Try it. So I was like, yeah, you see this? This is this is called coaches porn. This is what coaches get excited about. Yeah. And everyone was like. Okay, you apparently you can say coaches porn. Awesome, now. dude. Like, this is what coaches <laughs> This is why you're gonna about. flourish, dude. Yeah. Because yeah. that kind of shit, man, is just a little bit more hey, connectability yeah, and a little like, bit more like, like real people like, shit. Did he just say coaches porn. It's like, yes, this and is, guess what it is? Because this is what this is literally what our coaches would say to us yes. in film sessions. He's like, see this, look at this defense, look at this scramble, look at the dial. See, that's coaches porn. This is what we watch when we're home by ourselves. Dude, you're right? gonna tell me George that. Carl didn't get hard thinking he figured out how to stop Matumbo? Oh my god. Yeah, hundred percent And that's the thing, is like for me, it's just trying to have that time 
type of fun. Yeah. But dick pick of the week is tuna. That's got to be worth at least that a couple is, free tickets. That is def- oh, 100%. <laughs> okay, guys, good. guys, this All is right. not going to, hopefully you guys will have me back on the podcast. Dude, anytime. Done done. It's fine, man. We go to here. New York all the time, yeah, too. Yeah, and so. we'll do it We'll do it in season when there's like topical shit going yes, on. Not just, dude. not just all we that. We travel all the time, too. There's got to be times when we're, our cities are going to cross over. absurdly. All right. Well, amount. tune into ESPN this NBA for season for Any all fucking for show all the dick picks of the week. Crush, yeah, dude. all the dick picks of the week. Uh, and road tripping, get it anywhere, right? Get it anywhere. Guys, we need a graphic. That's gonna be. That's going to <laughs> the be. The graphic is the biggest the, the, the part gra- of this. The graphic. We got to get a graphic. I, I mean, think you're I'm gonna bald. Start, I'm Can gonna, you do like a little line down the middle of your head? <laughs> Dick pick of the week. What was that? Cool runnings. What if I put a line on your head and make you so look like, like a butt? But it look like a butt. It's one of my favorite movies of all, all time. Cool runnings all the time. Dun, feel the rhythm. Dun, feel the ride. Yeah, guys. We this had was, uh, we had no Raleigh, fun. We had Raul Davis on. Oh, who played you? Junior Bevel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude. No, Told I some love, of the greatest I, cool runnings. If you want a pod to go back and listen to, I'll send you just that uh, audio part. Send How it to he me. got it, dude. He was a reader for the casting office that was doing that, and they were like, because he's from Trinidad, not Jamaican, but they were like, you know, you're from Jamaica. Like, yeah. I'm from Jamaica and he's from, from Trinidad so they had him do the accent which they thought was the accent but it wasn't they no and idea. they were like alright there was a it. lot of terrible Jamaican accents a lot right. Yaman yeah. is like the, yeah. that was like the never extent heard someone say that, that was like too. the extent never. of that shit so uh, no man now, guys I would love you're the greatest on. dude fun, this was, was such a fun hang man time, thanks for being so bit. cool too man just like bumping into you and it was like that's what the thing it's like it's like a pretty girl right it's like all you gotta do is ask her on a date like hey you wanna come on podcast sure I tried to keep it brief too man cause like I was telling my buddy cause he goes that was fucking my buddy also who was with me who you know huge NBA fan Pistons yeah. guy like yeah, yeah. a diehard listener road trip and he was like that was unbelievable he's like is he really gonna do it I was like I don't know I tried to keep it brief and just like give yeah, him you the asked facts me for, you asked me for my email address which was cool and I'm new to Instagram people like oh send me a DM I don't, I don't really do all that stuff send me a but, dick pic yeah send me a dick pic <laughs> I'm definitely doing dick pics of the week I cannot Richard it's going it's I'm done. telling you dude it's that's done. going to be like this audio you're gonna trump shack we're gonna, we're gonna, the we're fool gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna definitely do it Definitely. Christmas Day, dude. Done. My dick pick of the week. <laughs> All right, everyone, tune into ESPN <laughs> this Christmas. You this will get. Christmas. You will get a dick present ever. You're, you're, you will get you Richard get... dick pick. <laughs> dude, people are gonna start. Dude, there's gonna be a whole meme. Oh, like, can I, I get a, cannot, a dick pick from I, Richard? I, I, I you are. You are gonna replace crying Jordan. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I got it. We gotta figure this out. This right. is this gonna be awesome. So thank uh, and you. And then Richard Jefferson on Instagram and Twitter, right? Richard A. Jefferson yeah. on Instagram and then uh, Twitter. It's R Jeff twenty four. Fuck yeah! Uh, right. Yeah, awesome guys. Good times. You're the best. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. Have fun. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, 
Get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Man, what's up, dog? This is your pal Bugs Bunny. Say, uh, I got a question for you. Do you know who has the head of Elmer Fudd and the body of Foghorn Leghorn? Why, that's Adam Ray and Brad Williams. Ain't I a stinker? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.